0: Tune in to The Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM.
1: Finally, Neil, I know we were chatting off air about the best guitar riffs after the intro to this particular song yeah, <laughs> made yeah, it.
2: the best guitar riff and we all got our air guitars <laughs> yeah, ready to we go. Did. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. I was rocking it out in the newsroom <laughs> for preparing for this story. Right, what do you got for me? Well, the one that's voted the best of all time and like, it, while it's good, Guns and Roses, Sweet Child of Mine and everybody knows it and I do think it's pretty amazing. It is. Um, it wouldn't be the one I would choose though. if
2: they got in there, the got Sweet Child of Mine by Roses, you got Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Now,
1: that one I love because that's the song I play when I get to the top of what I call Cardiac Hill in Belgoody when I'm
2: out for my walk. Yeah, yeah. How does, that, how does that go? Like, I don't think a guitar riff is the same as a, as a song intro. I think the guitar yeah. riff has to be in the middle. Oh, no. Or two thirds along.
1: Oh, no, 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 for no. For it
2: to really work. Like, they have, well, this is just my thought. They've got another one bites the dust, but that's boom, boom, boom. Bum, dum, that's yeah. not a. That's not a, to me a guitar. Like I think it should be the solo bit. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, I do. You know, I think it's the hook in the middle where the guitarist gets to shine.
1: Well, what about "Sex on Fire" so by Kings of Leon? Not my cup of tea. No, you know, and I, do you know what? I know my one won't be for your cup of tea either. Right. But I'm going to play a little bit of this for you because I'm I'm allowed. Oh, we're going to have a trade-off, <laughs> yeah. are we? Yeah. All right. So this is mine, and this is Green Days when I come around. You gotta love that. There's nothing there that you couldn't like. It's pretty average. I knew it. Brilliant. It's like
2: elementary guitar lesson. Oh. Okay, I'll see. I'll see your Green Day. Go on. You gonna raise and, me? And raise you the Eagles.
1: It's very tame. It's an intro. It's very tame though they can't rock to that
2: because it's the wrong clip <laughs> I'm
1: mortified <laughs> I'm so sorry for you no green days after kicking your ass I'm no, afraid can,
2: I, can, can we maybe do this out of the 10 o'clock when I actually play the, the correct piece you want
1: to rewind and a new battle <laughs> can I reverse out of this can we just stage? say that I won so please can we
2: pick this up after the 10 <laughs> I have to
0: go now I have the kettle on right get it off your chest Text The Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Morning. Red FM. Today is the
2: day that all of the COVID pandemic emergency powers will expire at midnight tonight. If they want to bring back any kind of COVID legislation or restrictions or curbing your travel or anything like that, which is not going to happen really because numbers are starting to drop already. They'd have to get new legislation to do so because it runs out. The pandemic emergency powers expire tonight. But they are saying, and th- there's always someone wants to put a spoke in the wheel, you know, or stick a stick in the wheel. But and they're saying now, well, you know, the Easter holidays now could spark a rise in COVID infections because the weather won't be great and people will have to be, cele- you know, socializing and celebrating indoors and there's a fear, and, you know, yeah. But there's a fear you could be hit by a bus as well. Um, and then there's, a, unfortunately, another knife attack it would appear, according to uh, Cork Bio and the Echo, pick up on this as well. A man rushed to hospital yesterday evening. Uh, serious incident in Cork City on the Grand Parade. You know the boardwalk there, the junction of the Grand Parade in South Mall. Middle of the day, five o'clock, uh, and. Uh Guardian, Anglesey Street are investigating that. Apparently, the man has suffered serious injuries. It's becoming so, so common now. Knife attacks are knife used in crime. And of course, uh, we know about that, don't we, when it comes to the 79-year-old pensioner, uh, Mary O'Halloran, who features in the news today, along with her brother, Yeah, sorry, 79-year-old Jerry and her and his sister, um, uh, Mary, uh, who feature in the news today, because both of them were subjected to an horrific ordeal in Jerry's home back in February when a thief broke into the home uh, and made away with 1800 euro of his life savings. Half past seven in the morning. I'll come back to that story in a few minutes time because there is some good news and positive news share have given Jerry his own brand new little home. And he's happy out because he didn't want to go back to Boyce Street. So more about that in a few minutes' time. Something we'll also be revisiting is uh, the College Road area and students who like to party. And of course, everybody at this stage is possibly, if you're anyway active on social media, you'll have seen the video that's doing the rounds where residents had to put up with uh, a full-on band uh, started in a, you know, the front driveway and a garden of a house and then moved out onto the road. So, Owen oh, English and the examiner has that story where the guards had to come along and disperse the crowd after a band played a mini gig outside a rented house on College Road. So, um, I have to say one thing. The band are very talented, brilliant. They sound absolutely superb. They're called Violet Club. And apparently they pay the play the pub and club circuit. But residents aren't happy at all up around the Mont Pleasant area. In in general, up around that area where many college students live. Uh, because they have to put up with all sorts of things on a regular basis. One of them was quoted in the Examiner this morning. We normally have to deal with loud house parties, blaring music and stereos, usually out of the back of these rented properties. But this is the first time we've had a band set up like this and play for two hours. So your thoughts on that are welcome. Text 0868104106. Back to it. Uh, later this morning. Uh, Of course, we've got the McCroom Bypass, which is rocking along. We've got the Dun Kettle Interchange, and that seems to be making progress. It'll be great when it's finished because the tailbacks are shocking. Um, Don't know whether they're going to toll the tunnel or not, but now the latest news is, of course, the new road, the actual preferred corridor for the Cork to Limerick uh, bypass. So that's got the green light and that's the front of the echo today. So what will it miss? Well, it'll clearly miss Blarney. Um, You know, it'll go round it. It'll go round Granat, It'll go round Mallow, round Buttervent, round Charleville, round Croom, round Brewery, round Adair, round Patrick's Well and then into Limerick. Straight line. It'll knock an awful lot off. And of course, one other thing, of course, not just about knocking time off journeys, but it will make the journeys an awful lot safer. And then how are you going to put fuel in the car and uh, the truck or the lorry or the taxi for that matter? The fuel for taxi drivers who are making less money now than they ever were before. The t-shirt this morning says we're going to, we could well run out of winter fuel. Um, so that's an interesting one in the space of, uh, you know, two or three weeks. We've gone from everything look cozy in the garden to actually not being able to put fuel in our cars or heat in our tanks ah uh, yeah but it's not so bad if you work for the ESB because their subsidiary company of course Electric Ireland give discounts to all of their staff and apparently good luck to them if they can get it but what about the rest of us they got 7800 staff uh, and they're entitled to a 670 euro discount a year on their electricity bills um, and it's very unfair on everybody else who doesn't have that little sweetener I don't know do other companies that are either directly or indirectly, owned by the state, get these kind of sweeteners and deals. They get a 55% discount as the rest of us face huge bills. And more to come. Um, like Electric Ireland have just said, yeah, we're putting up uh, electricity prices by 23% next month. You know what's also scandalous about this? The government are increasing the standing charges by 36%. So why they say they moan, oh, it's terrible and we can't control it and there's nothing. But they can still put up their own standing charges. So, I mean, it's hypocrisy if nothing else. So you've got the gas as well going up by another 25% and standing charges as well. And 1.1 million people have electricity with Electric Ireland um, and don't get the same deal as the staff do. I wonder, for instance, do VHI staff? Get a, a huge big discount say for instance or other companies that also deal with the public in huge numbers and um, but you know we have a lot of stories then on on ukrainian refugees coming into ireland and it's a, a figure now that has risen to where did i read it this morning they're saying something in the region of uh, fifteen and a half thousand refugees have arrived here uh, and nearly nine thousand of them are seeking accommodation from the state so nine thousand are looking to be how will need to be housed by the state and that's why uh, the Green Party Minister, Rodrigo Gorman says that they will inevitably have to be housed. Well, you can't house somebody in a tent. Because that's not even grammatically correct. But it will be emergency and tented accommodation. That doesn't you know, doesn't surprise me. If we can't house the Irish, how are we going to find houses or homes for people who aren't Irish coming into the country? Because we need an extra 35,000 houses anyway just to cope with the, the present demand. But one interesting twist on this is a story in the UK Times this morning. Where in the UK they are saying that Ukrainian refugees are using Ireland as a back door to get into Britain to avoid visa checks and they're concerned about that uh, because there's a lot more processing and checks in the UK with regards to Ukrainian refugees than there is here in Ireland. So they believe that Ireland's visa-free route into the UK has led to Ukrainians using it as a back door to Britain. Uh, and, uh, and of course, there's presenting all sorts of problems there because they have refugees presenting that are expecting and they've nowhere to put them. Very sad news about Bruce Willis, who um, his family announced overnight that he's quitting the acting profession. Uh, he has been diagnosed with a, a disorder of the brain called aphasia. And apparently, according to uh, medical sources, that's usually caused to damage to the left side of the brain, most commonly from a stroke. It's very, very sad. What an incredible actor. I mean, he may be stepping away and hope that his health improves and, and that he lives a, a long and healthy life and that, you know, he can get treatment for what he needs. But he leaves it back. He leaves behind an incredible acting career. I mean, we all know of Die Hard. Not, not a huge fan of Die Hard myself, but I get it. They're big movies. For me, it would be Pub Fiction. For me, it would be The Sixth Sense. For others, it would be moonlighting. Uh, But I may well come back to that story a little later on with a little bit of audio tribute to the great Bruce Willis. But Graham Norton's weighed in on the Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock slap. Apparently, the great Graham Norton has said, heckling is acceptable. Shouting at somebody on the stage is acceptable. But he says, punching people? Absolutely not. Um, he says that Smith went way beyond that. Apparently, they asked him at the Oscars to leave the building after the slap, but he refused. There is a big investigation going on at the moment. And just one or two more because I need to plow ahead. Hey, young people are spending four and a half hours a day on gadgets and 40 minutes outdoors. Be nice to be able to reverse that, wouldn't it, for their health and welfare? And apparently, you may not know this, but there's a stat out this morning that says that almost half of the pregnancies in the world are totally and utterly unplanned and a big surprise. I wonder was yours? Text 0868104106. And while you're at it, you might also want to respond to me as to why women are never happy with their hair, or at least a fair proportion of them, according to Peter Marks. They're just not happy, and they currently just can't get it right, no matter what they do or what salons they go to, it's never 100% the exactly the way they want it. And what's the biggest problem, apparently, that they're suffering with their locks? thinning hair apparently and god knows there's all sorts of wonder cures for that but never ever do they work the neil prenderville show with
3: tesco home delivery extra delivery slots now open across cork book today at tesco.ie
2: okay uh, so here we go back to our stories from earlier on this morning i mentioned that uh, there is good news for Jerry and his sister mary because uh, you are aware of the break into his uh, family home at half past seven in the morning Uh, back in February 13th the uh, Olivia Keller in the Echo this morning carries the story on the front page she's got a new home 79 year old pensioner spent 6 weeks in hospital subjected to an aggravated burglary alongside his 84 year old sister now Mary called to the door as she does every morning and couldn't get in because the the block was blocked and of course then the thief opened the door and dragged her in and kept her there and she went through a horrific time as did Jerry, until the home help came along and the intruder, the robber, those the thief, the thug, the guy who assaulted them, did a runner. He had a long blade, um, and uh, Mary, Mary's hand was damaged actually in the incident as well. Uh, so good news in the last couple of days because Jerry didn't want to go back to Boyce Street. I'm going to pick up with uh, Mary in a few minutes' time, uh, but I just want to rerun a couple of uh, audio pieces, particularly Paul Byrne's report from Virgin Media News yesterday because he visited Mary and Jerry and caught up with them.
3: Six weeks on from his frightening ordeal, Jerry was discharged from hospital today. Although he was too shy to speak on camera, his 84-year-old sister Mary said, "It's great to have him back." What well, has Grinning said? No. Tis, and has Grinning beak The brother and sister were robbed at knife point by a lone and masked raider at Jerry's former home on Boyce Street earlier this year. The culprit got away with 1,800 euro in cash.
4: The knife. He had the. And to the brave dancers, no them. The brave knights, one of them. No, he had it up to jury first, then, then he held up
3: to me. Campaigner for the elderly, Paddy O'Brien said society must look out for the vulnerable. Uh, years ago, it was a matter of elderly people were just concerned
5: both with their money be stolen. It's where their life be taken at this point in time. That's, that's, that's the reality of the situation. People are scared, people are nervous. They're, they're, they're afraid to go to sleep at night. I, I met a lady last week, 88 years of age, told me she goes to bed with the rosary in her hand.
3: Following the robbery, paramedics Sean Healy and Keith Harrington set up a GoFundMe campaign which raised €30,000 for the brother and sister. Within hours of the crime being carried out, detectives here at Gronerborough Garda station identified a person of interest. The suspect however soon went into hiding and Gardaí believe he continues to have help in staying out of reach, but one source said the man will at some stage have to come up for air and are confident he will be arrested. The 79-year-old's new home is part of a share complex, an organisation run by pupils at Presentation Brothers College in Cork. To date, fundraising efforts have helped to build hundreds of units across Cork. In here, everyone has their own home, they have a roof over their head, they're fully independent, they're able to do whatever they want, but the most important thing is that here in any of the share complexes that they are safe. Jerry said he's now looking forward to a good night's sleep. Paul Byrne, Virgin Media News Cork. Thank you, Paul. Uh, I should
2: have uh, Mary O'Halloran by phone. Mary, good morning. Morning. How are you, girl?
4: No, not too bad.
2: How's Jerry? Oh
4: well, he's not too bad, no. Oh. He's uh, he got his share house.
2: Okay, I've seen a photograph of it in the echo this morning. It's beautiful, isn't it? Huh? It's beautiful, his little home. What? Jerry's little spot. Yeah, it is. Is it very warm and cosy for him? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you've been uh, in there and everything with him I think, haven't you? What? Have you been you've been in there with him and everything and had a look around?
4: Yeah, well, yesterday.
2: Yeah. And can you describe it to us what it's like?
4: It's lovely. No? Yeah.
2: Is he in is he in a residential area with other people?
4: No, uh, yeah, he's in um, he's in just as you come in, the gaze, Yeah. he's only across the, the, the thing. Yeah, yeah. No, number seven.
2: And how will he do for, has he got a kitchen and everything, and will he be yeah, able to... Yeah, everything. T-
4: everything is in there.
2: And a little bedroom? Yeah,
4: the all.
2: Yeah, oh, it's lovely, isn't it? Is he very yeah. relieved to be there? Yeah. No? Cher do incredible work, don't they, Mary? Yeah,
4: I'm just going up there
2: now. Do you go up every day? What? Do you go up to visit him every day?
4: Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. I used to go do the same in the Street.
2: He just didn't want to go back to the Street. No, didn't. he didn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh,
4: um.
2: Too many memories. Too many terrifying memories. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how how are you bearing up after the attack? What? How are you coping after the attack?
4: Well, we're not too bad. All right. But, um... We're
2: just waiting to get the, the money, and we, uh, we didn't uh, get it yet. I know, the GoFundMe, yeah. Yeah. That's, no. a, that's a lot of money. No. Yeah. That'll no. come as a great comfort to both of you. Yeah.
4: Uh, will it be long more
2: here? No, I just wanted to know how... On, how you... no, i just want... I want to go here. Do you want to go up and visit him, is it? Yeah. Okay, well, we just wanted to wish him well, wish you well as well, so yeah, look after yourselves, great. okay? And hopefully he'll settle in and be very happy there.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay, Mary, look after yourself.
4: All right. Thank Bye you. for now. Bye. Bye. Take care,
2: Bye. Mary and Jerry. And uh, that's interesting because Bob Byrne was saying that uh, Gardy did identify someone that they wanted to speak with who's gone into hiding. So they're still appealing for information and a bid to trace the culprit and they're eager to speak with anyone who was in the vicinity of Boyce Street or the general neighbourhood between half eight and nine o'clock on the morning of February 13th. Um, come forward, you may have witnessed something that you th- they think may be able to happen. They're also looking for road users with dash cam footage from Grona Braher um, to make that also available to them. Mary suffered a cut to her thumb in the attack and of course both of them were very, very frightened and scared. So much to the point that Jerry didn't want to go back into the house and has now moved uh, to uh, share housing with the registered charity on side, So, that's the update on that. It's great news, and let the Gardaí get on with their work. Text 86 Back after the break.
0: Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 86 Red
2: FM. I wanted to chat with Paddy O'Brien about an unrelated matter, which I'll get to in a few minutes' time, but I just want to pick up on the story of uh, Mary and Jerry. Paddy, good morning. Good morning, So, a great update in the sense that uh, Jerry now has somewhere safe and secure to live and it comes as a great consolation to him. But you were making a point in that report with Paul Byrne that there are others who still live on their own in fear.
5: Others are. And that is for definitely... I, for a second, just paint the scene for you? You're not on I a arrived. speakerphone
2: or anything, are you, Paddy? No, no, no. Okay, all right. No,
5: I'm not, no. I'm,
2: I'm on my mobile. All
5: right. It was a fantastic happy moment yesterday when I saw Jerry arriving at, at the show complex. And I said to myself, he's a different man to who I met on the 14th of February the day after the attack. Yeah. So it was a desperate occasion for him. no. to get back to what you already there, it's still happening. The greatest single problem facing elderly at the moment fear, fear, fear. And that's creepy. I mean, um, whether you're living alone or whether you're living with, a, with a, an, an elderly husband or whatever the case may be, the, the, the topic of conversation would be fear. That's happened over in the last two years and it's
2: actually pathetic. Fear of, of somebody literally identifying their house as a target and breaking in.
5: Uh n- not not really, but when they hear the cases or read the cases or read the case on the echo, hear them on Red F M or on the Paul Burns B- B- program, they get nervous and they say that that could be
2: me. Media reporting scares yeah. them. Yeah.
5: yeah. Exactly. It does and that's what what I would say, and I've seen, I've said this on many occasions, I think that it would help the situation that where you have a high concentration of elderly people like uh, Harrigan's building, buildings, Kellerhurst buildings, Roach's buildings, something within, like that, that there should be some visibility of Guardi. I'm not talking about for a moment Gardee there all day. Well, I think the, the residents in those areas, mm. I think it would relieve their fears if they would just draw through the area every so often, mm. because in those areas they'd never, never see a guard. Mm never see a girl. And there's no greater deterrent against crime than
2: the presence
3: of of, of, uh, of guards. And is it a case that
2: elderly people are being targeted um, from time to time, let me just say, because the burglar knows that there's a higher chance that there's cash in that house? That's
5: right. And that, that is for death for them. Especially in this time of the, of the COVID people, I know that they're not, going to, they're not going to the bank or will have you. Yes, that, that is a fact, okay. And, and no matter how many times you'd say it, elderly people are still opening their doors and having chats with people, talking yeah. to total strangers. So for years, I've been saying to people, don't open the doors. But it's the way it's they live the their
2: life, like.
5: That's right. Uh, if you have got windows in your house, to out the window, but don't don't speak to anyone. Don't speak to anyone, a, a total stranger at the door, because if they really want you,
2: they'll, they'll call back. Again. Those no days are gone. That's no longer safe to have a chat with somebody yeah, who might. No, we...
5: no, 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 no. And these people coming out. And like years ago, it was maybe a young a young fellow breaking into the house. And, but but now these big people, people, pull up in the car, well dressed, off in and chat, chat, chat. And then people would say, Oh yeah, they just the per- they judge the person who wants to see on the outside, well, this, this man seems to be okay or she seems to be okay and they're out to uh, just uh, commit commit a crime. I had a case recently, whether you I your program or on the if I read a this lady called to a house and she said, i knew next door. She said, my cat has gone into your garden, your back garden. I'm new next in.
2: door. My cat's gone into your back garden. Right, go yeah, on.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, she said, come on in. And so she brought the lady in, but the only the both went into the back. While well, they were up in the back garden looking for a cat, there was no cat there, of course. Her, her, her partner broke in and robbed money, stole money from the house. Now, two things with this that shouldn't have happened about you bringing in the lady look at the cat but that person they should have had money people are still holding on to money at home
2: and so your that man goes people, out is it a man and a woman were engaged in this carry the, the,
5: the, the first person
2: was a lady right she knocked at the door she says I'm new in the area I think
5: my cat might be in your back garden so you walk through the kitchen out to the back garden while well, they're out there her partner he comes into the house ransacks the house finds the
2: money, it's actually over a thousand euro, out again, end of story. I know, that's just <coughs> it's awful, that's disgusting, but why Why are elderly people still keeping substantial amounts of cash at home?
5: Look, I've been asking myself that for so, so, so long, because when people come to a house and look uh, they the average selling stuff, and then they can say 400 or 500, they can go upstairs and bring it down. Well, that sending me out a message. To so that particular sales person at the door, or there's more money in this house. We keep on saying to people, larger money in the credit union, they keep it in the post office, or well, they keep a few, your home. And no, I must say, not all of them are doing it well in these times. at these times anyhow, you know, they haven't got money to spare. But there is But
2: in the case of the kids cat kids story was a thousand and yeah, poor yeah, misfortune. Yeah, yeah, Jerry yeah, had yeah, eighteen hundred, yeah. probably his life savings, probably money to bury himself. That's usually yeah. one of the reasons.
5: That's it, and he kept it in his pocket. He kept it in his pocket which is uh, just death with all the god. It just well sort of at the moment is just awful, awful. I tell they just living in fear, living in fear, and I did tell the story to Paul last evening that um, I spoke to this lady recently, 88 years ago, telling me that she's scared going to bed at night, but when she goes to bed, she has the Lord's in her hand, praying that she won't be attacked during the night, because before they break into a house, the thieves and steal money or maybe steal jewellery, but now not afraid of taking life. Life means nothing to people. Life means nothing to be human. And can, I, can I just say...
2: Yeah, yeah, that, Harney Hornybrook's killing is still unsolved, isn't it? Yeah.
5: That's right, that's right, it is, yeah. yeah. And just speaking about uh, 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 judge's case, can I just say, for I wonder to Paul, uh, praise Paul Bourdon, what he's doing for calm. I mean, promoting calm every, every so often. Yeah. I said, uh, only for Paul... Uh, and that stay on the TV that uh, people know what's happening in the city and what, yeah. what, what he does behind the scenes walking around as well to get accommodation for Mary. Okay. But no, it's a, ma- it's a major problem. Right? It's a major problem, people living in the and I'm repeating what I've already said, that if it, the presence of guardia would be a greater deterrent and it, it gives a layer of the fears
2: of people. Um, if this guy's gone into hiding and we can't say much about it because it's a guard investigation, you uh-huh. can be damn sure yeah. that somebody knows something about this individual and they should come forward to the guardie even anonymously, because if the guards have an idea, then people need to help them to trace him down. That's for yeah. sure. Well, I
5: think the last statement with Gardee uh, said uh, that I mean, he would have to leave whoever he was or whoever he is, rather. He'll have to leave his hiding place and come out until you're open again, and then you yeah. know,
2: they yeah. know at least they know them. Okay. They, well, they have an idea as to who they want to talk to. Hold on, I'm yeah, going to take yeah. a break, Paddy, and come back in a second because I just want to see if I can clean up that phone line. I'll come back to you in two seconds, sure. just after the break, uh, Paddy O'Brien by phone.
0: Text the Neil Prendiville show now. six8104106 Red FM. I got a
2: letter in uh, the other day, actually, from a family member who's very, very worried, upset, annoyed, and angry about what they call un. And influence where one sibling, as in a brother or a sister, secretly transferred assets and funds uh, without knowledge of the rest of the family, they being an executor of a parent's will. Uh, normally, parents leave their assets or estate to the surviving spouse where there perhaps is no spouse and it's just one surviving parent, of course. It would be to the children. Um, but mour- and the, the letter said that mourning a loved one is difficult enough. Discovering the abuse that occurred before death is absolutely infuriating. In your wildest dreams, you would not expect a family member to take advantage of your vul- vulnerable elderly parent in their later years. Secretly transferring assets or funds or depleting bank accounts or having access to bank accounts. And I suppose then, when the surviving parent dies, the rest of the family find, hang on a second, everything or most of the estate is already gone. I don't actually know whether that's a criminal offence or not, uh, but the executor, who sometimes can be a family member, would have access to the contents of the will, um, and in this case they're saying, benefited themselves to the detriment of the rest of the family. I just wondered whether Paddy ever came across stories like that with regards to wills or arguments within families patty is is that something you ever see with elderly people Okay, we do seem to have problems with the phone lines this morning. Oh, he's not there. So, sorry about that. It wasn't the best phone line in the world to begin with, but if I get an opportunity to come back to him, uh, I certainly will. So, I did say that I would check to see where we stood legally on something like this. The uh, email that I got, actually it wasn't, it was a letter, um, uh, a printed letter. I have not given my details due to the sensitivity of the matter. Revealing would expose innocent family members of the same surname, and I hope you understand But I would warn people, certainly if one family member is an executor to a will, do not be afraid to ask questions. Be aware of family members suddenly appearing or helping or, you know, extra visits to solicitors by your elderly parent. These are some of the warning signs. John Boylan is with BDM Boylan. He writes a lot of wills and joins me by phone. John, good morning. We sent you a copy of that letter. What did you make of it?
6: Uh, good morning, Neil. Um, I, th- I think it's a very sad letter and it's reflective of a lot of situations that are out there. Um, unfortunately, um, it's one of the most important jobs a solicitor can do is make sure that a vulnerable person, uh, an, an older person is somebody who's classified as over 65, is able to look after their affairs and able to make proper decisions. And um, if in doubt, a solicitor should get medical backup as regards whether that is the case and um, they should be very much alert as regards in, uh, influence from family members one child in particular and in particular as well if somebody comes to an office obviously you can't make a will if the person is accompanied so you must make sure
2: that the older person is comfortable and you must use
6: plain language.
2: Can you only make a will with somebody on their own not with the son or daughter present? Absolutely essential
6: you cannot have anybody else in the room I've come across hearing stories that it happens, but that should never, ever happen. It, what if they're not it, compass
2: mentis enough on their own?
6: Well, if they're not compass mentis, you shouldn't be making a will for them, and they sh- they're not able to make a will, and uh, you have to be very, very careful that if any doubt at all... You must get it checked by a medical practitioner. Okay. That they are compascent. Okay. Now, sometimes a medic—I'm I, I, going to be honest with you—sometimes a medical practitioner will say that they are compascentus, and the solicitor in conscience will decide that, in their opinion, they're not, and you shouldn't make a will then. And um, you know, I, I, I refuse to make approximately two wills a year because I believe there was undue influence. How do you know
2: that though? I mean obviously clearly we won't identify anybody. Do you have? question?
6: I'll give you a very good example of a situation about three years ago, Neil. I went to a nursing home and I was met by a nephew. I checked with the staff. I always ask the staff in the nursing home, is the man who I hadn't met previously, he he, he asked for me. And um, I discovered that, you know, he didn't ask for me actually, it was the nephew. And I didn't know the nephew either. But I was satisfied on my visit after talking to the man that there was undue influence that this nephew was after getting it into his head that he was to put in a will, that he was to get everything. And so I said, I'm not making that will. I explained to the uh, elderly man on his own one to one that I couldn't make the will. I was not satisfied that he was doing the right thing. And I left. And what I did do was I tipped off the staff that I was uncomfortable about the situation, that they should keep an eye on things. And then I went and got one of my partners to go in and make sure that I was making the right decision. Mm. And he came back to the office and he said, absolutely not. There's undue influence. This should not take place. And we did not make the will for that person. But sadly, and, 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 and very unfortunately, the nephew, who, as I say, I had a brief contact with him in the nursing home, he rang my office and more or less kind of abused me and said, ha, 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 I got another solicitor to make the will. Oh, for and, God's
2: sake. And, 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 and that's... That's, that's not a criminal offence, incidentally, is it, no?
6: No, it's not. And, and it, it, it's, 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 it's unprofessional, in my opinion, and it's also somebody not taking care. I mean, the la- the, if I was lazy, or if my colleague in the office here was lazy, and we went out to, these, to a person like that and decided, look, it was good for business or anything like that, it's a matter of conscience. It's a matter of doing the right thing by the person. It's a scandal that, you know, there is is undue influence in in, in situations, and unfortunately, uh, it's more common than people think. Uh, Both both before a will, where accounts are dealt with, and your researcher, Seamus, he passed in this uh, email that you got, Neil, and it says quite clearly that there was some abuse of accounts before a will was made. In fairness, I as in
2: accounts think, were drained or substantially drained.
6: Exactly, yeah. and, and you have to be careful as regards how people are put onto a, an account of a parent. And in most cases, But
2: they could sometimes legitimate. just have a PIN number, John, right?
6: Uh, they could, Neil, and in, in lots of cases it's legitimate, and you're right, a PIN number is, is, is very dangerous as well, and I have found that the banks have upped their game hugely in the last 10 or 15 years. They're very more conscious now of checking what's going on among the, fi- the family dynamic. They might check with other siblings, even though there are confidentiality aspects. It, people are becoming more aware of it. And there isn't adequate legislation for it. There isn't adequate training in nursing homes and in other places and hospitals for it. And there's an awful lot of trust on the soli- placed on the solicitor and the solicitor has to act in yeah. conscience. But the whole area needs to be looked at uh, more and more, in my opinion. So, if, a, if, a, so if an account
2: is drained by um, a sibling, that's looking up. Incidentally, in this letter, it seems that one particular family member started. to... Did you read into it in the sense that one family member started to show a lot more interest in the parent right. than before, right. as in kind of arrived out of nowhere kind of thing?
6: Um, yes, and, and 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 the sad thing is, if somebody's over sixty-five, in many cases, and they're weaker or fragile you know they're influenced i mean i mean i'll give you an example neil you know a lot of people who go over 65 70 when they are older they get to a stage that their their judgment is impaired a, a bit and they, they they kind of have more time for the person in australia who wants who does does nothing except phone yeah, every two yeah, months yeah and the, the poor person who's living in the house with them is doing everything for them yeah too. yeah and and you find somebody comes in to me and says you know this person in australia he 's wonderful, my golden boy. I yeah. want to give him everything in the will yeah well I, you, you have to find out all the circumstances, and the solicitor has a, a duty and conscience to do that now he 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 or she cannot make the will for the person he just has to advise, but one of the, the wills that I make that I refuse to make um, in a year one or two of them they come, come down to that as well, where it 's just totally distinctly unfair. Now, what I normally say to people is that look the person who you're saying is a millionaire could be bankrupt by the time you uh, die, and the person who has nothing could have won the lotto. So you try and bring the person along to make a fair will, and in all cases, you should say... Unless there's disability, unless there's somebody, a child who needs something extra medically, you should leave everything to your kids equally, by and large. Okay,
2: but why then would there not be more than one executive on a will? In the case of this story, undue influence appears where a sibling secretly transfers assets and funds without the knowledge of the rest of our family. But if there were two executors, this could not happen.
6: Yeah, that's a, that, that's a good point, but it's not quite like that because the executor only has a role, Neil, after the person dies. So, what before before the person dies, the executor has no role. He, he ah, right. Normal, it's just ordinary, until then. It's a
2: sibling with access
6: to money. Exactly. Spot on. Spot on. And 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 that's where the problem is arising. That one sibling you know, has access and um, maybe there's a bit of fear. I mean, you, you'll you see, uh, you know, and Paddy O'Brien would, would know about this, a lot of fear creeps in sometimes between a parent and child who's maybe living together and a carer, and, and it's a terrible thing to say, but, you know, a, a vulnerable person who's fragile, who's nervous, who's nervous, as, as Paddy was saying, about, about being robbed and things like that. It, 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 it's a very vulnerable situation, and um, fear can cause somebody to give over pin numbers, as you say, to give over account details, to say, oh, go I'll sign that for you. Yeah. I mean, the banks are very on to now blank, uh, bringing in withdrawals, um, form signed by an elderly person, especially when they see the signature might be a bit scrawly, etc. like that, going in by some other third party. They'll normally investigate that and they'll check to see that the person knows what's happening. in,
2: In the event of this happening and, say, bank accounts being substantially depleted and then their family member, the father or the mother, die and the rest of the family gather for the reading of the will and they find that the bank account's been drained or perhaps even the house been sold from under from under their nose without their knowing. I don't know how bad this could be. Do they have any recourse?
6: Uh, very, very little in most of the cases, Neil, and, and your point a while ago is very good, that, you know, if you have more, more than one executor is vital. There's two reasons. First of all, there's checks and balances between the two or three executors. Uh, if you have one executor, they have huge power. They're the person, the solicitor is only an agent and they're only doing the paperwork. So the executor has huge power to deal with the contents of the house, for example. Neil, that's a big factor all the time. Somebody dies, contents of the house, and they find that the executor has taken everything out.
2: Okay, but let's say in the worst-case scenario, one child or one son or daughter has drained the bank account, got their elderly parent, uh, who who could be compass mentis or could have dementia, I don't know, um, to change their will in their favour, and then he dies, or she dies, and the family gather, and they find that... This individual's got the house and all the money's got gone. Is there any recourse then for the rest uh, of the yes, family?
6: Yes, well again, a, a solicitor acting in conscience should pass that matter. If, if, he, if he or she uh, decides that there's something untoward, they should pass that to the hands of the guards, Neil.
2: And what because. could the guards do if the man well, the says, well, look, says, here's the will, he signed it, like I had access to account, but yeah, I was only getting money out well, for him or her.
6: Well, well, obviously, if, if it's legitimate, they, they won't get involved. But if, if the guards investigate and they will do so, it's, 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 it's an area of white collar crime, basically. Well, That's I
2: have so heard so that, that, you know. that the guard he do regard it as fraud, don't they?
6: Oh, they do. And, and I mean, it, it undue influence and take undue influence is bad enough because it's, it, 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 you know, that's a, just a, a, a generic phrase for badly taking advantage of somebody. But the, the, that that leads to actual financial loss by other people. And when there's, when there's financial loss by the other potential beneficiaries or the other siblings, it should be investigated by the guards as regards how the money was taken out of the bank account. How was it done? Was You know, were, they, were the forms signed at home? Did the did the person have independent advice? Was there some other sibling there to protect? I mean, no, no sibling should really take, a, take it on themselves to just do things willy-nilly financially unless they disclose it to the other siblings yeah. because yeah. You know, you, it's a protection to tell everybody else. For example, if they have a WhatsApp group, they might say, um, hi all, I'm, I'm, I'm taking out my m- mum's money today to pay for her nursing home. That's what's happening, and if you know Yeah, but if
2: everything. they're dodgy, they're not going
6: to do but that if they're kind dodgy, of thing. They're not going to do that, Neil. And then it is a matter for the guards if it is discovered afterwards mm-hmm. that, as you say, an account is drained. Uh, it's, it's it's theft. It's literally theft and Okay. and, and, and it, need, it needs to be investigated, and it will be investigated.
2: Okay, thank you, John. As always, do appreciate you taking the time. John Boylan with BDM Boylan Solicitors. The letter that I got says, this uh, causes a split in the family. To say that is an understatement. The hurt, pain, frustration, anxiety. In the knowledge that this, I won't read the expletive, uh, person would abuse your loving parents, steal from siblings, in turn denying the other children what would be your inheritance passed on to them sorry Paddy I have an awful lot of problems with phone lines this morning but I know you're back again do you ever, co- I sent you a copy of this letter do you ever yeah. come across stories like this
5: can I just say that I'm not hearing this for the first time ever ever since I started working with the elderly the greatest single problem to split families is when the, the, the will is read I'm not what? saying that it's Why? Because every, it's
2: full of surprises, is it? No, you're full of, full of
5: dishonesty. You could have one particular person in the family who would perhaps pressurise the father or the mother to favour themselves. And I, will, I, I I, am, like John explained everything eloquently there, and I preset all the details. But what I would say as well is that um, I would always be very, very concerned about uh, a will made in, an, in, a, in a nursing home, just in case the person might. Something from dementia or um, al- Alzheimer's. Al- 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 Alzheimer's. Yeah. There are pe- there are people out there right, looking back in my years, and the various experiences experience ahead. We go to will that people won't stop at anything to steal money, take but is it money. common
2: though, or is it just exceptional? It is common. It is, it is common. And the thing is, this is
5: that uh, when they discover uh, them, and the family members discover discovered we always oh, thought X amount of money was in the bank, but there, there has been a lot of withdrawals. And this undesirable person, his son or another son, would have made the withdrawals. The family never got any further why? Because all the family that all would be distressed I mean the guards are aware of that situation they'll just right. they'll find find out that the son a son or a daughter in the family had been doing something which was totally wrong taking money for for, for themselves but then the family are not going to go forward And is it not a case
2: that the other family members didn't pay enough interest all along and allowed it to happen by not being interested hmm. in their mother or father? Well, you see, the be
5: there. I know of one case now of this son, and so suddenly, but the last year of the mother's death became very, very friendly. Going over very often up to this, he was he was n- 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 never seen, but he actually pressurised his mother to change the world. Well. To change the will and took it upon him but it's happening the whole time it's happening the whole time but I mean uh, John spoke very highly there now and well uh, eloquently about the will if, if new legislation must be brought in I it's, think as well and you made the point as well and I agree with you I think there be sh- should be more than one executive.
2: I know that but that's when it comes to writing a, and executing a will the bigger problem seems to be to me access to bank accounts when a parent is still alive Access oh, yeah. to funds. Oh, yeah, oh,
5: yeah. That, I, mean, that, I, I use the word. I'm not exaggerating. That that
2: is happening wholesale. Oh, you could have a will changed by a uh, by a son or daughter, giving leaving them the house unbeknownst to the rest. But that that's an even bigger problem, I suppose. But yeah, it, it, it's expecting money to be in a bank account shared equally. That's literally gone. Yeah. Is that's common, is
5: it? That, 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 that is common, yeah. That, that is common. And I agree with what you said. I mean, if the sons and daughters took, uh, took more interest, but well, perhaps the situation is this, is that they would have thought that other family members were as honest as themselves, and there was no need to take anything. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, So it's like there's always one person in the family. Not, not in every family, but there's one while I would class as undesirable, I won't stop at anything just in oh, of greed. Will do nasty things so he benefits financially. All
2: right. Thanks, Patty, for taking the call. Kept you a long time this morning, and apologies for the confusion over the phone lines. Uh, Patty O'Brien, advocate for the elderly. I don't know if you have a a story to share in that regard. Uh, Clearly, I won't ever divulge any personal information, but if you have had experience of this, or indeed uh, you know of a a story like this, do get in touch. You can always email neil at redfm.ie. Actually, if if you're listening yourself and you feel as if undue influence is being put on you, as a father or a mother. You know what a lot of people do? They just simply write to me and they either use a typewriter or a pen and paper and they just send it to Neil at uh, Red FM, uh, Corraheen in Cork. Back after 10.
1: I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. And that's the latest news this hour.
2: Ready for part two? Oh, go for it. Okay, I'm such an idiot, right? I had to be corrected off air because apparently they tell me here that I don't know the difference between a guitar solo and a a guitar riff. Yeah. So my apologies for that. You'd think (laughs) I would know that at my age because apparently a guitar riff is a repeated sequence of notes and chords. Yeah. Probably usually found in an intro.
1: Yeah, but I think it can go through the song as well.
2: You're on fire, girl you are really on fire so Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses was number one right the, yeah the, the most popular
1: you alright with that it's kind of iconic yeah it's something else yeah I do love that We know it yeah okay. so this one it. came
2: in at number three and this was just something that you'd kind of tinker around with at home and then find wow there's a song in it
1: to be Queen
2: simple, simple. Yeah. he was just Roger Taylor was just messing around apparently so and cool. I guess a lot of the time they are just messing so that's
1: around. all it is really if you
2: yeah. think about it you watch the Beatles thing at all the 7 or 8 hours of it
1: no but I did watch the. did you see the Queen documentary and not documentary but the movie about Freddie yeah, and yeah. I just thought that was so cool on how they made their music it's Oh my just God, incredible it was incredible yeah. yeah,
2: but if you have time and even if you're not a Beatles fan yeah, no, like try, the Beatles. Try and, it's about 8 or 9 hours in oh, total okay. know but I you I like them see them building the songs in the little studios really? just messing around playing with the Lyrics playing with anyway, because this lad's why we're chatting is just out of the nine o'clock. We were talking about the survey about the greatest guitar riffs of all time, so and just being somewhat selfish, right?
1: And I, I won the battle with Green Day. How can you beat that? Yeah, okay, turn it up, turn up.
2: Yeah. And actually, while I'm on a roll here,
1: <laughs> oh my god, Layla. <laughs> See? Yeah, but can we bring you a little bit more into the 2000s? No.
2: (laughs) And just really put you in your box.
1: We need to have a camera in here. Ah, it's Jimmy the Jock
2: behind the mic. okay so just before I love you and leave you can we move from riffs then to get the greatest guitar solo of all time
1: <laughs> God you're never going to let yeah. this go
2: Will you indulge <laughs> me on this one right? so can
1: you just agree that I won though on the riff with Green ah, Day oh yeah all day long okay cool I'll
2: give you the riffs but I'll take the solos go on go for it come on no I can't rock to that there's you're
1: no what? there's no headbanging to that now, there really isn't
2: you're a headbanger enough
1: Go on, you can have one last
2: one. No, well, no, I want to hear it out.
1: Pull <laughs> <Hold> that Vader! <laughs>
2: Eagles Hotel California the greatest
0: guitar solo of all time <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs>
1: but I'll give you that if you give me
2: Green Day's Ray you got, it. Like you got it
0: you got it you got it talk to you later 104 to 106 Red FM <laughs> this is the Neil
2: friendville show and you can text 0868104106 and I'll catch up with texts throughout the course of the next hour or so a lot on different topics of conversation um, and also with regards to people who got a surprise when a will was read I'd love to hear more of those stories you can always email Neil at uh, redfm.ie. I will always protect your and keep private your personal information. You will recall, because we did chat about it and the video was circulating online with regards to uh, hospital security who seemed to have their hands full last Saturday night at around about quarter past 11. Uh, They were confronted at the door by a group of four people and this video quite disturbing of the incident emerged showing the group uh, throwing punches uh, at workers outside the hospital Words were exchanged because you can hear the audio as well. Somebody filmed it from upstairs on their mobile phone. Uh, and then um, they uh, the staff got in behind the door and closed it. But those outside then tried to follow them through the door, were screaming and shouting. A woman came along and she joined the fray and they looked up as if they were kicking the door and what have you. So that was, uh, there was something that the Guardi took an interest in. I don't know how far down the line they are with uh, an investigation. But Norman wanted, Norman wanted to come on air. Norman, good morning.
7: Good morning,
2: there. I I don't even know if you'd agree with that introduction as to what I saw when I was seeing the video. I've tried to describe what I saw. Do you do you see it differently to me? Because your one of your your son was one of them. Apparently, was it? Yes, one of my uh, one of them was my son. Yes. Okay. So do, do, would you would you agree with my description of what happened on the night?
7: Um, I, I I agree on some of it. Um, apparently, like uh, the lads were actually helping somebody at one particular time uh, during that. And apparently the security intervened, and the security then started getting the lab abuse first. so this is how it all kicked
2: off. this is what the, this is what your son told you, is it?
7: No, this is what I actually heard:
2: all right, but who and who told you that version of events? One of the people that was there, is it?
7: One woman was there because I asked him, Now I'm after being known to my son there, I asked him, and then I asked him, I said, what's the story, what actually did happen?
2: Okay, and what and did he, he
7: say? He said that he was actually helping some girl at that hospital, and with that, uh, uh, I think it was either uh, security was getting her um, abuse or something like that. So the blood intervened, so security started um, abusing them, and... And then into like with them, and then that's when they started fighting. And apparently, the
2: the security um started throwing punches first or something like that. No, okay. So you didn't see the video, did you?
7: I did see the video.
2: Well, can you not see that one guy in a black cap through the first punch?
7: Yeah, but there was actually punches thrown before it Before that. it, okay. In, yeah, inside where where the hallway
2: is. Okay, okay. So we're only seeing a part of it where they were outside. Okay. Then, we okay.
7: Exactly, we're only okay. seeing
2: part of it. Exactly. Okay. 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 Well, I I don't know if that's true or not because I can only deal with the clip that I saw where eventually and, the scur- where eventually the security staff had to retreat indoors. Um, uh, a worker in scrubs, you know, in a blue scrubs comes along yeah, and yeah. Dr- drags yeah. a few of these people could well have been your son, one of them away from the door he managed to, to drag three of them at the one time away um, and, the, and then that, yeah. the, then those outside uh, start kicking the door
7: Yeah, see that's what I'm saying like, um, everything was recorded from outside but was it recorded from inside that's, what, that's the question I'm asking
2: Okay, okay. Of course, you're, you're going to believe you're the version of events that were told to you. They, they may not be accurate or true, though.
7: Well, and and chicken, like, my son's word as well for, it, like, you know what I mean, what did happen.
2: Okay, okay.
7: But, uh, I mean, they went to a girl's aid.
2: You know, what what, then, did, what, what way went to a girl's aid? What, what did he tell you they did?
7: They were actually uh, trying to help the girl...
2: Looked to yeah. me as if they were trying to get in or something, no?
7: No, they weren't trying to get in, no.
2: But why would security staff give anybody grief if they brought somebody who was in need of help to a hospital?
7: Well, the way I was looking at it is, and I watched that video a few times, and why I looked at it is, you know, if somebody in a hospital or whatever, in casualty or something like that, get put out by security, and they get security abuse, obviously, then... You know, you could see where the lads were coming from, and um, that the security were actually giving that girl kind of abuse. So they kind of intervened to see what was what happened,
2: and then. That's but security, happened. but security wouldn't give somebody abuse who was in need of help in a hospital, surely? Like no, that, that makes no, no sense.
7: No, I'm what I'm saying is, if security was to put somebody out of the hospital, if they were given abuse.
2: Oh, were the lads already in the hospital and asked to leave? Is it?
7: No, they weren't, no. My lads were actually passing by.
2: No, you said at one stage they were inside when punches were thrown. Yeah,
7: and there's the a little, the little hallway there. There's a little, you see where you going, the, uh, okay. the little archway is?
2: Yeah.
7: Well, they got as far as where the doors are. Now, I'm not sure exactly what went on in there, but I know one security man actually ate my son.
2: Yeah, so you're never going to be able to prove that. There's no footage of that. What can be proven is that punches were thrown at security guards outside the front door. Yes, and
7: the security also did the same to the lad inside the door. Okay. Inside the porch.
2: But that's a, th- that's a claim that you make, but there's no evidence that I can see from the video to prove that.
7: Well, no, no but to say word again... What, I, what I can see
2: is security guards going about their business outside, standing, when one of them gets hit in the face... A sucker punch.
7: Yeah, hold on for a second. Now, I was actually the security man the first
2: punch. No, no. Okay. Okay. Well, look, not not in the the section of the video I saw. What's what's concerning you now is that all of the individuals, your son amongst them, has have been named on social media. Is it?
7: Yes, that's right.
2: Okay, okay. And how do you feel about that?
7: Well, I feel like I mean there there hasn't been a court case. They haven't been charged. So, why would their names, like, published? I yeah. mean, as far as I could see, that's a uh, definition of character, cross slander.
2: Okay, okay. Are the guards, have the guards spoken to your son? Yes, they have. And taken a statement and what have you? Uh, as far as I know, yes, okay. they have. And do you know if that's going to go anywhere?
7: Well, as far as I know, a the, the file has been sent to the DTP. Right. You know, so um, we're just waiting for word back.
2: Okay. And did he, did did your son admitting to admit to punching or trying to kick the door or, or screaming and roaring and trying to get in? Well I, I don't
7: know what don't statement know? my son actually made, you know? Okay. But I don't think so.
2: Okay. Is he never in trouble before or anything like that? Oh, my son? Yeah. Oh
7: he's in trouble before,
2: yes. Okay. Was but it for was it for anything similar to this in the past? I'm wondering.
7: No, no, nothing similar to this at all. You know what I mean? Like uh, he would—he's kind of a uh, young man that would help somebody else. You know, he's like he help people.
2: Yeah. yeah, So, so you're claiming that this was nothing more than uh, good Samaritans trying to do the right thing, and yeah. who were actually okay. who were actually not the instigators of this this fight or this incident. Yeah.
7: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
7: Inter- I know my son wouldn't go out just to get trouble or, or get trouble brought to him, whatever. Or I know that he's, like he's a good heart and he is anything for anybody.
2: Okay, okay. All right, well, let, let, let's see what happens with regards to the guard investigation on it, shall we? Yeah,
7: sure, no problem at all, yeah.
2: Okay. Cheers, Norman. Happy to give you an opportunity to come on air. Appreciate you taking thank the call. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, all the best. Take yeah. care. Back after the break, text 868
0: call the Neil Prendermill show now on the new number 0818 104 106 yeah loving the
2: texts that are coming in there on the best guitar riffs and guitar solos we've kind of moved in a bit now to guitar solos and I have to agree with an unsigned text who says comfortably numb best guitar solo full stop I have to agree with you it is right up there but then again I would say that anything by Pink Floyd any part of the guitar work uh, by Pink Floyd for me would get that vote so well done keep those coming Text 868 Now, from yesterday's program, a very open and honest conversation on air yesterday with Joanne. She spoke about coercive control. Uh, she spoke about bullying behavior. She spoke about gaslighting and domestic abuse at the hands of a partner at the time. Anna says, listening to that lady, it is horrific. Why would you stay so long with a brute like that? The first belt from any man and I'd be gone and no turning back. Why would you go back for more? No way would I. Those kind of men never change when they do that. I don't think I could even trust another man. I'd be very nervous. I know all men are not like that, Brute. He needs to be put down, written off, Susanna. And and I know that that text is well meant and it's not in any way critical of or questioning uh, Joanne because that's the last thing that a woman would need, or a man for that matter, in circumstances that they found in their life. What a wonderful lady, such a strong and brave woman, and some speaker, God bless her, says Eilish. That lady, Joanne, spoke very well on a very frightening situation. At no time did she use abusive or degrading language about that monster. Uh, she can hold her head up high it's easy to see who's the better person. Stay strong, Joanne. Uh, on Will Smith, I think Will Smith should be stripped of his Oscar. Can you imagine if a white actor assaulted a black comedian? There would be marches on the streets, says Anthony. And with regards to the expulsion of um, Russian diplomats, all diplomats from Russia should be expelled. We have four or five personnel over there, whereas they have 27 here. What was the planning permission they were looking for all about? We don't have big economic dependence on Russia. We do, actually. I mean, it's an incredibly long list of imports and exports from Ireland to Russia. And uh, we should eventually pull out and stop dealing with one dictator and a madman, at least. It's very interesting what's happening in Russia now with regards to Putin. Same thing happened to Hitler. Um, apparently, the Russian army and his advisers and those close to him are afraid to tell him the truth that they are not winning the war in Ukraine. Yes, they are killing thousands and thousands of people, but it's not going according to plan. But they're afraid to tell him. In fact, some soldiers are shooting, shooting down their own planes. Others are shooting their own generals there. Um, But the same thing happened to Hitler. His advisors and those close to him were afraid to tell him the truth, literally fear of their lives. On my conversation yesterday regarding the government and the initiatives when it came to, you know, pensions and things like that, um, you really have a wonderfully simplistic view of our government. You should really watch your words and should know and understand the influence you have on air. To be heaping praise on this shower of corrupt gombeans is seriously over the top. I was just saying yesterday that they seem to get a lot of work done You know, and uh, I I was actually questioning their timing with all this. They changed the leaving certificate. They got everybody involved in having to automatically enroll into your own pension. And they changed all of the benefits when it came to employers having to pay sick leave. So they did quite a lot within the space of a couple of days. And I was making that point to Sinn Féin yesterday. Anyway, some more text. Just goes to show how totally useless Martin, McGrath and Coveney are. They're all from Cork, you know. It's not good for our image. On sick pay, I've been out of work since January. I had COVID and I also had surgery recently. I'm still waiting to get illness benefits from the social welfare as there's such a backlog. Backlog, nine weeks out of work and no payment. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm not due to go back to work for another few months yet. But if I don't receive payment from someone really soon, I'm going to have to go back to work sick a lot sooner than I should. Apologies, unable to take a call as I'm still in hospital. And one final one. On a slightly different note about your conversations regarding sickness and illness benefit, I'm employed by a very large Irish company. At the start of the pandemic, I was diagnosed with a non-curable type of cancer. Numerous operations followed. Uh, so work for now is not on the cards. The company paid my leave for a year and then moved me on to an insurance policy, which they have in place. Don't get me wrong, I'm very grateful, but my parent pay- payment is reduced by 800 euro per month just because I'm married. I queried this with HR and I was told I'm lucky to get this and the company can withdraw it at any point. Uh, lucky to me is having my old life back, not this sorry existence. Don't give up my details as I cannot afford to lose this payment. And thank you for those texts. I wish you a speedy, speedy recovery. I really do that you may come back to 100% health. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106, which is exactly what Dan did. Dan, good morning. Good morning Neil, how you oh, doing? I'm good um, Just back to the incident at the Mercy Hospital, I just want to get my notes back on that again, it was at a quarter past eleven of a particular night hospital security seemed to me to have their hands full um, confronted at the door by a group of what looks like four individuals, so Norman is the dad of one of them, uh, did you have thoughts on that?
8: Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, p- more people uh, uh, listening want to come together and we'll buy Norman some more shovels because he's digging big holes for himself you know, I mean this is part of the problem. He's on here defending his, his angels, you know, his youngster. Even if what he said did happen, I'm not going to... And look,
2: that. listen, we need to give the benefit of the doubt here 100% Neil, to the Neil, security Neil, who are doing their job to keep a hospital absolutely, safe.
8: Absolutely. Yeah. But even if what Norman said did happen... No, but I mean, he can <laughs> say
2: that, but uh, like... I you have know, to stop it, myself it, it, short it, it, of saying I don't believe him. i stop myself I, short I don't,
8: I don't believe him either. I, I, I think possibly there might have been a slap in self-defence at the later end of it when they were inside launching a full-out attack on the hospital, you know, and possibly
2: their recollection of... To it me, seemed. you had staff inside the door under siege, in fairness. Absolutely, and
8: that's the thing. Even if five minutes before the camera went on, somebody got a slap, it looked calm at the beginning, that doesn't give anyone a right to launch a full-out attack on the hospital. Which is what happened,
2: right? Okay. You will yeah. have a
8: dad this defending a son,
2: though. You will have a dad. Yeah.
8: Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah. But, I mean, you know, none of us believe you, Norman. That's my opinion. You know, simple as that. And this is part of the problem. You know, straight on the radio defending his young fella when, you know, irrespective, it's disgraceful what I'm done there. Absolutely disgraceful,
9: you know.
2: And, I, I, and I just, you say I think you also said in your text, added to the fact that Norman actually wasn't there but 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 mind you nor were you and i we just saw a clip of a video he's saying
8: no which which entitles us to as much of an opinion as him
2: yeah yeah i can't argue with that yeah 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 i just think coming on trying to
8: defend him here is you know what's what's he think like i mean it's it's disgraceful absolutely disgraceful and you know what it's a pity more people don't take lot of their own hands these days. But you sure,
2: look, that's my No, opinion. but uh, he he's he's critical of the fact that up on social media now people are all chatting about it and naming those involved in it, and he says yes. that's slander, that's defamation. No, it's only defamation. He right? needs to look up the law. It's only defa- defamation if his son
8: suffers a loss as a result of it.
2: Well, yeah, the loss could be to his character or his goodwill. You know.
8: Yeah, which in turn, if he's, if he's if, 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 you know what I mean, if he was there, if he's
2: proven guilty of this. Yeah, but he's saying he wasn't proven guilty of it. There hasn't been no, any court case.
8: Here is, all that's wrong here now is they were caught. That's what's wrong here now. They were caught.
2: Simple as that. Yeah, but he would claim they weren't caught. It was an act of self-defense and that they've been defamed by that.
8: It didn't look like self-defense because whether or not there was slaps thrown five minutes before the video, it looked ham at the start, and it took off. Okay, okay. So okay. you can't you can't defend yourself five minutes later.
2: That's not self-defense. Alright, good points. You know? I love when people come out and have their own points of view on things like that. Thank you for that, Dan. Appreciate it. Anybody else want to get involved, text 0868 104106 um, to College Road next, I believe.
0: Neil's got a new number. Call him now on 0818
2: Deirdre McEasy is uh, raffling her €1.5 million home down in Rushbrook uh, and doing a raffle online uh, for €60 a ticket. Frank says, if the house is worth €1.5 if she fills the oil tank and the coal bunker, it'll double the value of the house. (laughs) I just... Just something I love the Cork sense of humor. I really do. Reminds me of two of the really wacky ones from last week. Who we were asking people, "What are you going to write?" Though it's got great stories with regards to the stories that people are going to share in the census, or maybe things they're going to say or ask, or stories they're going to tell. One person said they're going to ask the question that'll be read in a hundred years' time: "Has Mayo won the All Ireland yet?" Somebody else was saying, "Has the convention centre been built yet?" Anyway, listen, we seem to be hitting a really um, great vein uh, of um, you know thoughts and comments when it comes to. Either guitar riffs or guitar solos. So here's some more from earlier this morning. The guitar from ACDC's Thunderstruck or Metallica's Enter Sandman, the 45-second guitar solo in the middle of the song. It's a big difference, of course, I learned this morning between the solo and the riff. Leonard Skinner's Freebird... Bohemian Rhapsody by A Million Miles. The Start of Money for Nothing by Sultan's A Swing. Uh, the riff conversation between Neil and Lana is funnier and better than anything I've heard on Red for weeks. Uh, I got, I still got the Blues for You, the guitar work by Gary Moore. Or somebody agrees with me regarding the solo of Hotel California. But definitely, Neil, have a listen to Genesis, Follow You, Follow Me. A lot more mellow, but fantastic. You know, I think we might come back to this, perhaps on a Friday, and just play your favourite guitar riffs and your favourite guitar solos. But there was a band playing during the week, and uh, apparently the guards eventually had to come along to disperse the crowd after a band played a mini gig outside a rental house outside near UCC. Um, I saw the video footage of it last night. I'm reading coffee fr- copy from On English in the Examiner this morning. It's a band called Violet Club, and they're well known on the pub and club circuit in Cork City. And there was video footage taken and photographs of the event, and it all went all over social media. Seven band members, complete with a drum kit, keyboard, amplified guitars. I think they also had somebody on sax, either. Yeah, I think it's sax, might have been. I'm not sure there was a trumpet or sax, but certainly somebody on brass. Um, set up on the driveway of a property on Mount Pleasanton College Road. 7 p.m. on Tuesday evening. Kicked off with a two-hour gig. I can tell you one thing. They are an excellent band. <laughs> Superbant. Uh, really, truly a really good tight outfit, but not everybody's happy, obviously. Residents were very annoyed and very angry. Um, in fact, uh, some of them contacted the landlord who said it wasn't his issue. It was a matter for the guardie that it was a public disorder incident. Uh, the landlord refused to give the residents his name or her name, and the guards had to disperse the crowd eventually. Um, so this is yet another string to the bow of incidents involving students up around College Road and what residents themselves have to put up with. Tom. Good morning, Neil. Did you hear it? See it?
10: Yeah. Um I, I I'm glad I know what their name. No, I thought it was the Santa Panza Rock Group. <laughs> you know? But, Violet uh, Club. Violet Club. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, sure. because absolute farce up around here has been for years. Um I was actually speaking to an elderly resident yesterday morning who was a lot nearer to us. And uh, he told me he rang a certain guard station four times and every time the number was busy. And okay. we're talking about early evening,
2: you know. And uh, do, 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 can we cut them any kind of slack at all, the the students of the band, that it that it was seven-ish in the evening, it was still bright, uh, it was outdoors and it was live music and people were just having a great time
10: Well, Neil in all fairness, like, this isn't a holiday resort, you know uh, there's there's elderly people and people with young kids you know uh, and it uh, isn't fair it mm. isn't fair, like, mm. you know what's, mm. what's being tolerated up around here for, for years, mm. you know is not acceptable you know Uh, there's a pub which I won't mention but is near College Road and um, 12 o'clock every night they're coming out of there there's fast foods nearby there's a gated community across from one of the fast foods elderly people mostly and, and they're listening to these people roaring and screaming and littering and hanging around you know and you know, initially, students was one night a week in some of these watering holes. Was it no, the Thursday night or
2: something, wasn't
10: it? Yeah, yeah, that's long gone. I see queues outside this place of a Monday night, a Wednesday night, and I know there's there's other nights as well, like, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, what is law and order like, you know? that That's a question that needs to be answered, like. You know, we had rag week. By all accounts, it was reasonable, right? But when you have the chief superintendent coming out on radio and thanking the students for behaving...
2: But apparently well. apparently they did behave well during rag week.
10: Yeah. But as regards, their their behaviour has not changed an iota.
2: Okay, so outside of rag week, it's the same old carry on.
10: Yeah. What what happened, I believe, during Rag Week, they spent so much time in their own properties over the last two years that they decided to take whatever into the city. And maybe, maybe they got a bit confused that Rag Week was a couple of weeks later than it normally is. Could I read out a letter to you here from the paper from the other night?
2: Oh, please do. Yeah. It,
10: it only takes two minutes.
2: All right, yeah.
10: The University Quarter of Cork City had cause for hope when a liaison officer was appointed to regulate student antisocial behaviour on College Road and its environments. Regrettably, one night last week I witnessed loud and falling down drunk students endangering themselves and motorists, not to mention the damage they more potentially do to their livers because of binge consumption of alcohol. Where are the parents and the guardians of these people and where is the liaison officer? I feel sorry for the vulnerable residents, the elderly and children attempting to sleep. Convenience stores, off-licences and bars have a large part to play also. When does it end? And do residents have the right to peace and quiet around the university area? It would seem not because of a cohort of students in Cork City. And the last thing is education, education, education.
2: Okay, so that's loud and falling down drunk students, damage to their liver. Where's the liaison officer, the roles of the Gardaí? Anywhere where students gather, he's saying that you will find that people will set up businesses to cater for them, more by way of convenience stores, more fast food outlets, uh, more deals in pubs and more availability of alcohol and off-licences. It comes with the... They become part of the community to service to service the students. That's what that letter is saying, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mind, mind you, a lot of them don't do any damage to their liver. They go through college as a rite of passage. They they cop themselves on and they go on and have happy and healthy and fulfilling lives. You see, so we, we... But the residents, we are left, the residents are left to deal with the next bunch coming in then, of course. Yeah.
10: You see, what what we have here is uh, attitude, desperate attitude. Who but me? I go to UCC, you know. I can do what I want. This is a university area. It is not a university area. There's a university in the area. But UCC, own College Road, Connect Avenue, Gillaby Street, Magazine Road, you know. And... Uh, you know, it is high time, as I said to you before we, we need proper, proper law enforcement. Yeah, but this is
2: uh, a new addition to the problems in the area now, uh, this is a, a live band setting up to yeah. do a gig sure, outdoors. You, you
10: never know what's going to, what's going to crop up here on any given day, you know, you just don't know what they'll get up to uh, apparently they did a, uh, is it a, an old race meeting down in Mallow, well Tis Cork race course last week, they were all dickied up going down, Sure there was a couple of guys past here, at half eight in the morning, suited up and they're drinking cans, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. look, they uh, can uh, drink all they want, but they have to learn to have a bit of respect for the community. So the guards you eventually know, they came along. Live here.
2: I know mm. the, the, the guards eventually came along, did they? And broke up the or party. Did because there was did many, it, many, many, many people gathered for that gig outdoors.
10: What well, there was?
2: There yeah. was
10: seventy, eighty, and that all that is attracting is more and more, and you're. You're, you're oh, a lot more than trouble. 70 or 80
2: that I saw, but why did it well, take the guards... Only,
10: uh, that's only a figure off the top of my head. Okay, why did it know? take two hours, though? Uh, good question. <laughs> good question. You see, you must remember, too, we're totally outnumbered up here. Our numbers are small. You have a lot of people, very old, probably terrified, you know. Unfortunately, they're too old to sell up and move out. Mm. Mind mm. you... I know people that have sold up and moved out, and as far as I'm concerned, like, that's pure intimidation, you know? Yeah. That's all. Why should anyone have to sell their, uh, their family home after living here for 40, 50 years? You've you never know? contemplated
2: doing something like that yourself?
10: All I have was, you see, you keep pushing people, and people will react, you know? Um, you could say it would be, be easier, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of in my vintage years too now you know and.
2: Um, but if I was to be to honest to with you Tom you're, yeah. you're never going to win this you know
10: I, I know I'm not going to win
2: but, until, you until, know, going until it reaches a time where no college students live in these college landlord homes um, that's not going to happen
10: What's well, not going to happen was, you, you know, you can't, you can't be intimidating people out of their home. I'm not talking about calling to the door exactly threatening them, but people have a right by law to live and enjoy the peaceful enjoyment of their family home. Yeah, there These was people a regular- aren't even living here; like they're passing through. Yeah, and they were allowed to for the last two summers when the COVID, when the COVID set in, and. As you know, you probably heard, College Road was called COVID Road.
2: Mm, no, sure, I was there. I went up, you I know? remember when the pickets were there on Magazine Road, I was up there, yeah, yeah, I saw it all. Yeah. I saw them passing with the bags. And
10: I mean, uh, yeah. what does it say about our society? What kind of a society are we living in? Mm. You know? Mm.
2: Okay, um, I'm going to see if I can... Uh, you, you, yeah. did, you never met with the liaison officer at UCC, <laughs> did you? No?
10: No, 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 look, Neil, I'll tell you now. I've been sending in complaint forms for, we'll just say, for the last two years alone. And there was no paper trail when this virus set in, but I'm still waiting now. We know the virus is still ongoing, but I've had no acknowledgement, you know. Nobody's Uh,
2: responded to any of your communication?
10: Oh, they're aware of it because, look... There's a guy there, Gary. He's sounding off. what is his above him is the problem, I mm. believe.
2: Okay. You know? All right. Okay. And, uh, All right. Okay. Thanks, well, Tom. Okay. Appreciate Thank it. You, do mate. stay in touch. You're you're always there at the end of the phone. I do appreciate it. I wonder if this ever ever comes up at council level of a of a Monday night on behalf of the residents, the elderly in particular, or others trying to rear a family living with this. Now, a live gig is moving the story on. Like this is like you know. So I don't know whether the I, were the band Violet Club paid to attend and do this gig, or was it that you decided it might be a good idea, you know, have a gig for the college students out on the road? Um, anyway, Councillor Ken O'Flynn might know about the council aspect of this. Ken, good morning. Does it ever come up in conversation?
11: Good, good morning, Neil. Um, Neil, I joined the council in 2008, and on my fourth term of council, and yes, this has been a subject of conversation at both joint policing committees and on the council floor. I've met with various groups of residents from both Magazine Road, College Road, um, Mount Pleasant Avenue. I've had a number of calls this morning and last night as well reg- regarding the antisocial behaviour there. I have, I've <laughs> I've had a lot of conversations with people in the last two years um, during COVID, um, including your previous speaker as well of what was going on there. So it is, we are well aware of it. I, I have to say I'm extremely disappointed by the ID response that's reported in the Irish Examiner. What that it took like, two hours? Is it or what? That it, it, it took two hours. Words, and b that there was that there was essentially all, all, the, all the word was was we moved them on now, Neil. apparently the they did also the Garda- say Garda-
2: the gar Garda- just for as you, as you mention them that That's the, the, the event itself Garda- was Garda- the, the event itself was not prohibited by law and so, therefore yeah. no arrest from it it wasn't a, it's well, Neil, illegal.
11: can I ask you so, can I ask you so where, where was their license to close off the road where was their drinks license because we know that drinking on the street is prohibited their, their license to close off the road and block traffic? Where was their license to have live music? Where, were, where was all that? Uh, a Garda statement provided? like because that, that almost, the guard is almost...
2: A Garda statement like that saying that the they attended the scene, dispersed the crowd but the event was not prohibited by law so no arrest from it. A statement like that kind of gives... Um, O- open season for students, doesn't well, it? Well,
11: that's, that's, that's the reality of it, and I think it's a very disappointing and disingenuous uh, statement to say that there's not laws, that, there's not, there's, that there was that there was not anti-social behaviour um, committed on that night, and there wasn't a disturbance of the peace. That's the reality of it. If, you know, if you want to get technical... But noise, noise is disturbance a disturbance of the, the peace, no- isn't the it? The noise level, the unlicensed event, n- not providing the health and safety aspect to the event, not closing off the road and having agreement from Cork City Council to close off the road for a later then.
2: But is it Nita? If uh, the guards uh, are saying it wasn't illegal,
11: they well, can I'm do it again you,
2: tonight, I'm, Ken. I'm, t- I'm telling you, you now,
11: um, Neil, that there is, that there is le- plenty of legal provision as the guards wanted to do something. That's very disappointing, the response. But we seem to have an attitude from the superintendent of this city and I've I've sat in meetings with them and I've I've brought up drinking on the streets and the problems with drinking on the streets and what it incurs and what it looks like in the city and the problems that we've had as well. And by the way, Neil, I've had people ringing me telling me not only are people urinating in their gardens and defecating in the gardens, but I've also had videos sent to me, photographs sent to me of people copulating in people's gardens. That's the behavior now that people are dealing with. I know Mount Pleasant Avenue very well. My aunt lived there for 20 years. And I know what I know what goes on up there very very well from old neighbours and talking to people. But do you accept at all that students will be students?
2: I, I mean, I, I draw short no. on the on the on the no. crapping or the I peeing know. in gardens, but yeah. you know, I a couple love, of drinks or a bit music. of bit I of lovemaking, you know what I mean? It's going to happen.
11: Look, Neil, I love live music. I have no problem with that if it's controlled in a proper environment where the health and safety measures are there. That's the reality of it. Like, you know, we've had situations there where people are hanging out windows. People standing on chairs and people bringing out furniture and things like uh, hanging off roofs. We had another situation the other night where people were, were sitting on top of a roof.
2: I hear um, tell that after this event, guards were called back to another house party subsequent to that after yeah. the reports that people were parting on a roof.
11: Yeah, and Neil you've seen it, I've seen it I've seen people hanging out windows on top of roofs the whole lot, I've had a man on to me telling me that his motorbike has been destroyed three on three occasions, that fellows have tipped over his motorbikes, I'm getting calls from residents telling me that their bins have been stolen, that they've been set on fire, I'm getting calls from residents telling me that window wipers have been taken off their cars, cars have been scratched, bottles have been uh, broken on their cars, wing mirrors have Bonnets, been and, bonnets like, that, and roofs have not, been run on. That's yeah, not no. acceptable yeah. and I have to say Neil, I went to I didn't go to UCSC, I went to university in London, and we signed a pledge and an agreement that we weren't disgracing our college and behaving ourselves. Um, in what our would that pledge entail? London School, of Music. London School of Music had for us that we beh- we had behaved ourselves and we didn't disgrace or, or bring our college into any disrepute. Um, in our behaviour. But surely externally UCC externally students why we, why sign. But
2: they, but they must be signing assume, something like I that. I assume there's some charter,
11: but there seems to be nobody taking responsibility, whether it's UCC, whether it's Cork City Council, or whether it's the Nobody wants to take, or the landlord, nobody wants to take responsibility for this. And I, enough is enough. There is laws there. I know, there but is, in the case, I know, I understand and that. And it, there, must, it, must be right a, it must be must be you're putting kids to bed, I met a couple of couples now, they've bought in the last couple of years there. They have young kids, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. Putting kids to bed and then having to put up with that—that's not fair, anyone.
2: Did you look at the you know faces? Did you, you look at the I, faces of the students though? They were so happy and singing along could, and just. Could they not? Okay, could that gig
11: not have gone down uh, in Cypress Avenue? Yeah, under they, the provision of yeah, they Benny they'd, the so they they'd have to pay for. They'd have to pay for that.
2: This was a f- probably well, a free well, I impromptu, what's wrong, I flash what's wrong
11: with that? gig. What's wrong with that? Listen, they they're not the Beatles, nor no, are you two at all. <laughs> nice band, very good very good, great band. But if you want to have something like that, an impromptu concert, impromptu concerts have to be planned. There's pl- plenty of public parks, there's plenty of places that they could have approached Cork City Council saying, could we get a space for X amount of hours in Fitzgerald's Park, could we get an extra in the Peace Park to do an impromptu concert. And that could have been facilitated.
2: There so is no better outside, have, or, outside or, have, there is no better outside be auditorium stage than the one in Fitzgerald's Park actually. Yeah, correct, correct, yeah. Which would be perfect for that. But again, would we be we okay have have with have them all? Resources. would we be okay with them all piling in there with their cans for a few tunes I sh- surely be, okay. be to god I we would
11: I think we'd be okay, well look there's been other events held in, in Fitzgerald's Park, if you remember the food festival which uh, I, no,
12: I, I know, know but, but i 'm talking and, about something where is the is students
2: it? could actually have access to whenever they wanted, with maybe a two o 'clock curfew. Uh, That they would keep it as long as they went home quietly. Do you know? I
11: certainly, I certainly think that something like that can be achieved. We don't want to be the fun police. We don't want to stop people from enjoying themselves, but we do have to encourage people to have a small bit of respect. For the people that they live next door to, for them, whether they're living there for two years, one year, six months, or or, or okay. for the rest of their lives, okay. you have to have respect for your neighbors and the neighborhood. Okay. And bear in mind that that road is not there to facilitate a
2: concert venue. And there are families and elderly people. God only knows. I know that from down yeah. through the years. I don't want to throw you under a bus here, but do you think that the Guardi are very standoffish because they are young, that they are in college, that they might be annoying, but they're not criminals, and they have a long life ahead for them, and they don't yeah. want to give them a record.
11: Look, I, 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 be totally honest with you. I think the approach from the Guardi has been very, very soft and lately, lightly when it comes to moving groups on and things like that. And that's the, that's the policy they've adopted here in court. They have a different policy in, in under the superintendent in Limerick, as far as I understand. It's much more zero tolerance for this sort of antisocial behaviour. But you know what, Neil? You see, but we don't you want know, them
2: going in well. with paddy wagons and Alsatian
11: no. dogs. Like. But look, it's all, it's all very well to say it's, it's OK. It's, a, it's only a couple of students singing songs and, and what are they doing? God help us. But it, it's what happens afterwards. It's the dispersing of the code. If somebody falls, who's responsible for it? If somebody is standing in your garden while watching the bend and they've twisted their ankle, so your household insurance
2: is noble. I know, but uh, I know, not, but not mine, that'll never be, change there, as be. long as landlords buy properties all around that area and rent rooms to students. Like, they're not nope. in the Legion Landlord. of Mary.
11: Uh, and nobody's asking them to. Look, Neil, I take a drink myself, I enjoy live music, I enjoy going out and having fun like everybody else, like yourself and everybody else. Yeah, but you have
2: the maturity thing, of you know? your years now, and that's not... I, in any, <laughs> I, yeah, I know, I mean that in a very respectful. These are 19, but, 20, 21, 22, 23-year-olds, you
11: know? Yeah, but you know what? I wasn't rare to be going out and breaking people's property or dancing on the streets. You know, and I, uh, you would seriously question the parenting as well that's going on in some of the houses.
2: A lot of kids. them don't think, know because they're away from home.
11: A, I think if there was a lot of mothers and fathers saw the videos and saw their kids and what they were behaving and how they were behaving, it'd be a very different attitude. But again, I have to say UCC has to take a stronger hand, hand in this as well. That this type of and it's about civic pride and respect for your city and where you're living. And your university.
2: Okay, thank well, you. That's not a very good ambassador. Okay. So the, why, don't, why don't why don't City Council pass some stronger bylaws then in the area? Well, we have we, we have a
11: set of bylaws that the guards aren't even using, and they're the drinking on the streets bylaws. But How
2: that, that would that, that would involve Obviously, them what? Just they do take drink away from take, people, taking, taking names, taking fines.
11: And Neil, if you saw the videos and you've seen some of them, um, and I sent someone on to your researchers as well. Like there's plenty of bottles and there's plenty of cans and things like that in the street, and you'd be seriously questioning age groups and the whole lot of and do you think that's and a good use of, of
2: guard resources when elderly people are being broken into and robbed to be harassing a student with a bottle of Heineken or whatever we, the case is we, we, we all know that,
11: that boots on the ground is the key but the reality is is that if we accept uh, and if you remember um, back in New York when Rudy Giuliani uh, took um, power in New York he came up with a zero tolerance policy and it stopped all that small crime and moved up onto higher crimes, such as breaking in, such as attacking... Yeah, elderly. and look... That, that we, started. And by introducing a zero tolerance, that that's not accepted in our city and you want to behave yourself in our city.
2: Okay. And what I suppose at the end respect? of the day, you have to also have bear problem, in mind yeah. that people are being held captive in their own homes and being subject to noise and, right. um, and to, to an extent, right. almost terrorized in their own family. Uh, and homes.
4: it
11: is, look, okay. it is frightening for a lot of, for a lot of elderly people. We have to be realistic about okay?
2: that. Okay. Thank you, Ken. As always, Councillor Ken O'Flynn, your thoughts are welcome in this text 0868104106. You and indeed, especially if you are living in the area, pick up the phone 0818104106. We're back after 11. I'm Rory.
1: And I'm Valerie, and you can join us for the very best in local, national, and international sport every weekend on the Big Red Bench.
0: That's the Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. Cork's biggest conversation is here. The Neil Brenderville Show is on Cork's Red FM.
2: That's me all day long. Now, uh, yesterday I ran out of time. I didn't get an opportunity to do day three of our first wedding dance competition. I just want to mention it because I will be doing it again just before midday today. It's your chance to win €15,000 worth of wedding prizes. So, it's in association with the Best menswear. Michelle the Jewelers and Cinderella's Closet. And it's broken down. If you're getting married, and there's always two involved in a marriage, uh, five grand to get suited and booted thanks to Best Menswear, another five grand to be spent um, on a wedding dress in Cinderella's Closet, and the final five grand to be spent on jewellery of your dreams and Michelle the Jewelers, all right? So all you got to do is we've got an entire list of first dance songs on redfm.ie, go there, pick one of them if you're getting married. And if that song happens to be played on any of the programs, and I guarantee I'll play one just before midday, and it's the song you chose, get on the phone fast, 0818 104 106. It gets you into the next stage of the competition and one step closer to winning 15,000 euro worth of glitz and glamour. Okay, so www.redfm.ie, pick your first dance song, and then... Simply stay listening and enjoy. Uh, so it's Red FM's Red FM's first dance with Michelle the Jeweler is celebrating 60 years of being there for you. Now uh, back to uh, different topics of conversation this morning. I will come back to texts and emails in a few minutes' time. Happy to say, uh, we spoke with the UCC liaison officer because I want to be fair to all those involved. Okay, to the college, give them an opportunity to have some input. Um, to, um, you know, the, the students who really need to have some kind of a social life. But is there any way, not as as I've them said this in the past, is there any way that there could be a meeting of minds to make everybody happy in this, ma- in this matter? Anyway, the liaison officer at UCC is not available to take a call today, but we will be talking with the liaison officer uh, tomorrow. So we'll... Um, And also endeavouring to try and get in touch with the band, Violet Club. So we've been trying to reach out to them uh, on social media. And if we can uh, get in touch and chat with them, I'd love to hear their their thoughts on the adventure in the week. Um, So the residents are the ones really uh, who have to live with this. The rest of us visit the story from time to time and might tut-tut or say boys will be boys or, you know, they're only letting off steam. But we don't have to live up there. Anthony, good morning. You do. Yeah.
12: Good morning, Neil. Here we go again.
2: Yeah, so did you hear it or see it or what was your involvement in it? No,
12: no, no. But I'm just... Because it's not near you. No, uh, thankfully it's not. But there's other antisocial behaviour as well. You know, like I said, a couple of weeks ago there, there was a girl just literally went into my driveway and pulled down her underwear and went for a pee in my front driveway, like... And I, she just came out of the house next door. She came out
2: of the house next door to go into your driveway to pee?
12: Yeah, while she was waiting for a taxi, yeah. And she could have just as easily went back in, but... Into the house that she came out of, but... Anyway,
2: <sighs> on top of that... I mean, that alone oh, now, just... Be, that one incident, like, is just something that would wreck your head. Could you imagine if that's happening all the time?
12: Yeah, and knocking over bins is a great laugh and a great, and especially if the it's the glass bins that are to be collected. That's a great laugh to knock them over in the middle of the night.
2: So they smash knocking, and crash all over
12: the place. Yeah, knocking over, taking off wing mirrors ripping off wipers off of cars. It's, it's just not funny. And you see what I think, well, what we have to do, what it boils down to Neil, because I'm just so sick of it. I've grown up with it all my life and I'm so sick of it now at this stage. What we have to do, we have to stop blaming the pubs. We have to stop blaming the off licenses. We have to stop blaming the landlords. We have to blame the students themselves for their own behaviour. And on top of that, the Guardi have better things to be doing than to be coming out. If they were to come out for every disturbance, we'd need, I don't know, a, a couple, maybe 5,000 gardi to deal with all the situations but that happen around you here. you
2: can't blame the students. They'll be gone in two or three years' time to re- replace. So all you're going to be doing is putting the blame on um, a revolving door of students.
12: Yeah, but no, what we're doing, Neil, is
2: we're blaming landlords.
12: First of all, landlords take people on, like you take a person on in a job as an employer and you take them on in goodwill. Landlords take people on. They're not babysitters. The pubs are more or less responsible around here, as far as I can see anyway. And the off-licences are responsible as far as I can see. And think. in
2: the sense they're responsible in how they sell their product, is it? Yes, right. yes. They they so they, they act in a responsible manner, you're saying?
10: Yeah,
12: okay. it's down to personal behaviour. And the Gardaí get an awful bad flack, but I mean, they can't be babysitters either. We can't be babysitting these students like yeah, yeah. They, are, they are, they're adults, they're old enough to vote. They're old enough to live away from home, but they're like overgrown children.
2: Are they allowed to have any fun, though? And
12: if so, where? Nobody has any objection to having fun. We all had fun, but we didn't go around doing things like that. You know, in all fairness, it's, it's got out of hand. And now when that, when you get on your bike at the weekend, you might come up. And I don't know if you've seen at the top of Bandon Road that monstrosity. I think it's going to be called Ashling House. Huge. Or yeah, Tower. It is
2: huge, yeah, it
12: is. It's and that's going to be another three hundred students.
2: Chances and are they'll small. party chances are though they'll party inside in that complex, no?
12: No, because there'll be security. So they'll all come out of the houses.
2: So ultimately that, area, ultimately, that area, maybe a couple of decades, will just be completely consumed by UCC and students there. That they—that's what it is. It'll it's become like, a suburb yeah. of UCC.
12: I've I've grown up here all my life, and it's like just dis- displacement of the local people. People are moving out, and you just see house for sale, house for sale, house for sale, and the minute it's for sale, it's bought up, and it's just. UCC is just devouring the whole place and I don't know what's going to happen with the old AIB Bank on College Road. That's closed down now for the last couple of months. I suppose UCC will buy that up as well. Okay. Yeah. UCC right. is a business and I mean, the Garthy are getting an awful bad flack. They're doing the best that they can but I mean, they can't babysit everybody. Like, they can't come out. If they were to come out, Whatever complaint that they got about noise and disruptive yeah, behaviour, but they
2: could treat the students who drink on the streets with a fine, like they would do a regular punter who never got to college or was never lucky enough to get to college who had a bottle of beer on Patrick Street, and you know they could treat everybody equally. You know, just because they're college students doesn't give them any special pass.
12: Well, it does. Like I said before, it gives them an invis- invisibility cloak, like Harry Potter. And I think that's unfair as well, you know, because the Gardaí are getting awful for that. But they're only going under orders mm. and they're doing the best that they can. And fairness to them, they are doing the best that they can. So I can't criticize the Gardaí okay. at all. Okay. They're doing the best that they can. But I mean, it's just it's going to go out of absolute control because there was. Dorgan's Road was built a couple of years ago, and in fairness, that's not bad. But this monstrosity now at the top of Bandon Road is okay. just going to be an absolute nightmare. I know the three hundred students, like okay, are you in a small area?
2: Are you just finally? Are you making a point as well? And just trying to re- read into your text where you, you're kind of implying that the wrong type of kid is going to college now. That this would never happen when it was harder to get into college, is it?
12: Yeah, I think the dumbing down, know the leaving cert is just going to be absolutely ridiculous. I don't agree with that, that either. Did any
2: Tom, Dick or Harry go to college? And was there a better class of kid going to college years ago, is it?
12: Yeah, the, the,
2: well, that's a bit of a, a segue now. But
12: yeah, I mean, like when I went to school, I had a teacher for three years and her son was in her class. Like, and I mean, if you're going to have a teacher, what one of their children in the class and continuous assessment? Like, she's hardly going to say, "Oh, my son
2: did very well." Bad. I know about the story of continuous assessment. I know, and the way they're changing the leaving. So, you regard that as dumbing it down? But I'm just curious. Are you saying? Are you saying that there was a, there was a a classier or a better brought up, a more behaved college student years ago than now?
12: Yeah, it seems like any kind of dumb book can get into power level education now. <laughs> you know?
7: <laughs> and
12: I, I really mean that. Okay. I mean, it's true. Okay. Before, you did have to actually, you know, study was... and be hard and sorry, like, oh, my God, oh, it's affecting my mental health, the pressure of the leaving sort and this, that and the other. Well, wait till the pressure until you get married and get a mortgage and have a life and have to pay bills then
2: you no pressure Excellent segue, I'd love to get some more people's thoughts on that section of the conversation Thanks, Thanks Anthony as to wh- as to bye whether bye. or not too many people are left into college and the wrong type of people are left into college and years ago they were classier college students, text 0868104106
0: Text the Neil Brendeville Show now 0868104106 in Red reading. FM a story earlier this morning that EF's,
2: ESB staff get 55% Discounts them because they are working for the ESB or they work for the ESB's subsidiary, Electric Ireland. The parent company being ESB. The ESB have said that staff get a fifty-five percent discount on the first one thousand units of electricity and um, that they receive from the company, and they get that discount every two months. And um, many, many people, of course, are facing huge bill hikes, not just from electric but also gas. While Electric Ireland's staff get uh, very beneficial discounts. An ESB employer said the discounted electricity is a trade-off for pay increases that the uh, staff did without. They get 1,000 units at half price during the winter, and 500 units during the summer months. That's interesting and thank you for it. And uh, I have no issue at all with somebody getting a sweetener from their employer. I mean, who wouldn't take it? But um, this ultimately can be traced back to the state, from Electric Ireland to the ESB to the state to the taxpayer. And on that basis, uh, I can understand why other people would be very annoyed about it. There is a statement somewhere, though, that says this morning, I don't know what paper was carrying it, that ESB employees are paid very, very well. And I think that Electric Ireland or the ESB were defending the discounted electricity on the basis that it's offered to maintain the highest level of staff available to the company, that they can employ the best people. And it's one of those perks to draw people in, the best people. Uh, following on from your intro earlier, with regards to 50% of pregnancies around the world are a total and utter surprise. Dennis says, if I got pregnant... My pregnancy would indeed be a big surprise. Fair play to you. A lot of texts yesterday on different topics of conversation. If you don't mind, I just want to return to one or two of them, and also indeed from this morning. So from yesterday, I'm twenty. This is on people who have a blue badge, um, um, have a disability, but it doesn't look as if they do, and they get grief from people then when they park up and walk away. I'm twenty-seven year old. I have a disability and I have a badge, but I can walk. I get bad looks from people. And I get a jibe every time I park up. So I hate using disability spots. People always say something or you get a dirty look. It's unfair in me. I'm dyslexic and I'm autistic. It's horrible. Don't judge people, guys, as people have hidden disabilities. Um, And then, I don't know why people have a go at taxi drivers. I just don't understand. If it's on the meter, that's the fare. The taxi drivers do not set the meter fare. It's set by the regulator. Also, they have more and more costs now than ever before. They didn't get any increase for the cost of petrol going up, petrol diesel going up. So they're making less money. Got a taxi from the airport to Carrigaline, 19th of March, 24 euro 40 for a 10 kilometer trip. Ridiculous! Your taxi drivers need don't need any increases. I'm surprised anybody uses a taxi. Says a texter. If the 24.40 was on the meter, you're not being robbed. It's not ridiculous. You might think it's too expensive. But the taxi driver can do nothing about that. Anyway, keep those texts coming. Uh, From this morning. Your man's office, Chuck, the dad, I saw the video. Those characters were behaving like animals. The aggression and the violence out of them was unreal. This is the Mercy Hospital video. They were off their heads. It's a typical attitude of a parent, isn't it? It wasn't my child. As for the girl, she was behaving like something who was possessed disgusting behaviour at the doors of a hospital uh, and one or two more we all know that the father is wrong but be easy on him it's easy for him he's always going to back his young fella a lot of parents have unbelievably rose-tinted glasses on and final one on that regarding the showdown at the Mercy um, rumour has it so offended was one of the lads by a joke cracked by the security guard that he hit him with his Oscar so really he's a hero and to get a standing ovation thank you for that I knew we'd get around to Chris Rock somehow anyway keep those texts coming text 0868104106 no but seriously uh, Heather good morning
9: hello how are
2: uh, thanks for holding my apologies for keeping you waiting too long but can you just talk us through this this story it, it, it's a form of a scam what happened
9: okay right um, on on Wednesday evening um, I was just
2: move to... around a little bit there phone line's not great can you hear tonight. me yeah that's a bit better
9: yeah, perfect. So on Wednesday on on social media, I got a text message of one of my friends, but as this friend, now she wouldn't be a best friend, of course, a friend. So I got a message just saying, um, oh, hi, girl, uh, would there be any chance that you could help me get, get into my Snapchat? My phone, my phone is broke at the moment and I have no phone number. So as a friend, I just said, OK, right, I'll see how I can help her. So I sent her my number. So with that, with the number I sent her. I would, how would name.
2: how would her number how would your number get her into her Snapchat?
9: It's something that works. Something if you don't have your own phone number, sometimes you can actually use someone else's. Okay. But obviously, with my own email or my own username was already in, you know, so she didn't use her own username, she used mine.
2: Gotcha. Okay, so you did that. Snapchat,
9: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Just I not know I just I was just helping her. I thought I was helping her, you know. Yeah. So anyway, um, as that was after coming, going back a, f- or a few minutes after that happened, um, my partner was sitting next to me and my partner's phone went off. And as his phone went off, it said, um, Heather, saved three items from cam- to camera rose. So, which means that wasn't my phone. I looked at my phone, it wasn't me. So he said, look, Chloe, I'm sure there's someone after getting into your account. Right. So anyway, going back to that, um, I went in, I changed the password and I... I they deactivated the account because I was saying, oh no, how long are they in it? And what's their private messages and private images and everything like that that comes with it? So I was after changing the deactivating it, So I got onto the girl, my friend, whose page it actually was. And I, I messaged her and I was like, look, what's going on? And she said, look, to be honest with you, my account has after been hacked. And it through Instagram, it's to been hacked. So they're getting onto people as if they're my own friends and texting as if normal to get this information, you know? I said, right, okay, um, what can I do about it or anything? So there was nothing at all I could do about it, but it's still going on. So my friend's page now, she's actually locked out of her own page at the moment, and the page is still carrying on as if they're texting her friends and texting her people she knows to get this information. What off.
2: information are they looking for?
9: So they, like, with a phone number or they're looking for, um, oh, I, I can't get into my Instagram link, uh, um, if you can help me with this, whatever. But they're texting as if it's a person, you know. It's not like a robotic link that that they're texting. It's actually yeah. somebody and, but what,
3: I, mean, I wonder what
2: motivates them. Are they, do, do they just want to be annoying or wreck people's heads? Because there's no financial gain out of any of this, is there?
9: well that's what I was I was thinking the same but you know even on Snapchat whatever you've saved like you've memory saved you've chat saved like between even between me and my partner there's stuff saved in between them chats would be like saying an IBAN if you were to send on an IBAN for something or you know oh my god I see they could could find information oh yeah they could a passport
2: number a PP. God knows people keep people take photographs of their passport to listen to who's talking I've done it yeah you're
9: right exactly but you know it was my own like it was my own stupidity that I gave my number but when it was my own friend and it was someone I know I didn't think anything by it and I gave it to her it's just trying to help her you know because it wasn't like it was a stranger because if it was a stranger I wouldn't say would because you'd be clued into these hackers like but with this it was just took me off guard completely yeah you know? last I mean, week I had a I...
2: pal who got one of those things hi can you help me overseas lost my card um, can you yeah, help exactly. you know those ones Yeah. So and then I, the I other do, ones do, you, exactly. due to unusual activity your card's been placed on hold please click this link
9: delete yeah least. exactly so yeah, so listen so I was like after this all that was going on, right, I got a notification off my Gmail saying, like, you know, you can get a notification off any of any social media that you've signed in from another device or something. So I got an email stating that there's my my device was after being signed in to an iPhone eight plus it told me what phone and it, it gave me an IP address but like with the IP addresses with Snapchat sometimes they're not they're not alright you know I might, I might say you're in Dublin when you're not in Dublin you yeah, know so yeah. I, wouldn't go, I wouldn't go too much about the IP but
2: it Yeah really that totally happened wasn't. to us recently actually somebody we got some kind of a notification somewhere saying somebody had logged into Twitter in Dublin but it wasn't true
9: yeah, exactly. Weird, so I it? wouldn't believe the IPs. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, after all that, when I was having conversations with my friend, whose page who's after being hacked, she said, "Look, it's out there after getting through about fifteen to twenty people, and that was on Wednesday evening." So, like, I can imagine how many people they're trying to get through to now because they were t- even texting, they were even texting one of her family members off that page and they were asking, like, very, like, sexual questions. It was just really horrible and it's not robotic. There's, like, it's somebody behind this and they're getting through people's social media like, like whoever you're friends with, honest they're getting through them pages and whoever they can get into, they're going from there I hear yeah, yeah, and thing, you, yeah, and
2: so, it's about people being very careful, would you think that it would be a good idea if somebody does get a cry for help that they pick up the phone and ring the person and not respond by text, maybe
9: What is this, sorry I'm just that you woke up, sorry I'm
2: Just saying, would it have been better for people to, if they get a cry for help from somebody who's looking for a favour, to ring them back, maybe
9: Oh, definitely, yeah. Well, you know, true messages. When you think it's your friend, it's it's a lot easier for someone to get that uh, information. But through a phone call, you'd know if it's them or not. So definitely, right. def- definitely ring and verify. Just because, like, there's they could be images, they could be videos, they could be text messages. That's private information that you text each other, you know, that sure. yeah. that's not for nobody else. And for the for somebody able to get into that and have that information, I would just be scared of what if someone would to blackmail you it or could be you know, it like could it be it
2: compromising photographs it could be a pps anything, number anything, an iban number password somebody might save passwords i know well said exactly heather thanks so much for the call i do appreciate it cheers thank you i just wanted to
9: make awareness
2: and i hope you get to unravel it i'm sure you will eventually lisa good morning
9: hi how
2: are you i'm good so a phone call uh, yesterday uh an 01 number was it
13: it was a Dublin number, so I okay, yeah. kind
2: of thought it was legit, really. Okay, can you talk us through the conversation? What happened?
13: Um, they rang me, and um, they went, they had my CPS number. They had everything. Um, they told me that there was a payment due to me, and um, because did they
2: tell? Sorry, excuse me. Did they tell you who they claimed to be? And
13: um, yeah, the social welfare.
2: Okay, right.
13: Okay, and um, I work um, three days. And I guess, because um, I'm a single mother, I get, you know, the kind of fifth payment.
2: Okay, okay, good
13: for you. And yeah. I kind of thought it was a because I was there sending out forms because in January I was outing my two kids. So they kind of said that they owed me back money. Um, so I gave them my bank details because I really just thought they had a PPS number. They knew I two kids. They knew everything like that I was out of work isolating with my two kids, so I knew there was a payment due back. Isolating,
2: is that what you said?
13: I was isolating. Sorry, it's
2: not a great phone line, bad phone lines today, so sorry for that. So they had your PPS number. Did they have your kids' names?
13: Yeah, they had my kids' names. They knew I was isolating um, because I was just asking for forms um, to get back the payment for the COVID. I was isolating with my two kids when I was out of work. Um. And they asked my bank details and I checked my bank and there was 1,100 taken out of it.
2: They um, said that there was 1,000 due. They asked you for your bank details, which you gave. Then you subsequently went okay. to the check. Oh, look, look, you know, don't beat yourself up. Then they went. Then you went sometime later to check, had the 1,000 euro been lodged to your bank account and you found what? That, um, sorry,
13: there was 1,100 taken out of my account. you know like I'm a single mother like that's my wages.
2: I know I know I know you must be you must be, you're very caught up about it I can hear that and you're probably kicking yourself as well which isn't helping matters you know
13: yeah like I worked through COVID I worked through everything and this is just not there. like I know people get scammed and I know people probably be like it was stupid for giving them bank details, but like I literally thought it was I usually write carefils, but they have my PPS number. They
2: had everything. I think this is very frightening. That they actually had your kids' names. That they knew you had been isolating. That in advance, in advance, they had your PPS number, um, and they knew that you were due a payment. How did they have all that information? It's no wonder you believe them. How do they know all of that?
13: I don't know, like, I would have to go to Gareth Bader because I'm a bit frightened now, to be honest. I'm just shook up by it.
2: And did the money come out really quickly?
13: No, it took a while. Um, like, I, I wasn't really checking. And then I checked it last night, and there was one day with 100 grand, and I was like, oh, my God. And I tried to ring at the bank, and I was going there tomorrow, but, like, it was just kind of saying that we, I probably won't get it back. Um, Because they can't find sources who took
2: it. Have they told you that already that they don't know where it went?
13: No, yeah, they did. And um, I told them, look, I said, I'm coming tomorrow. I said, I'm reading stuff like this is my income. I've only one income coming into my house.
2: Okay, well, let's have a think about this now for a second, right? Um, the the money went out of your bank so it had to go somewhere so the bank will have to be able to tell you something about where the money went if it went into an Irish bank account there's a great chance that it could be reversed out again if it went into an international bank account it could take five days for it to hit the other bank so it could be reversed again there are still things mm. that the bank may well be able to do but you would need to go in and speak uh, to somebody in authority in the bank yeah
13: definitely yeah
2: and was it was that everything you had in the bank?
13: Literally, yeah, because like I only like I only do three days, so like literally, like I've only left it, like six hundred or in my account enough to do me for the month.
2: And what's in the account now?
13: There's only six hundred
2: left. Why would they leave six hundred behind? Is there a limit on what you can take out? Maybe on a day, possibly.
13: I have no idea like I've obviously blocked it now and I can't and blocked it and well like
2: did they take out the amount the exact amount that you were being told was due to you well they said 1000
13: well they took 1100
2: there will be some kind of a trail in the bank to say it may not say a person's name or even an actual location but there will be some kind of a a bank reference to where it went
13: yeah, I don't know, it's, just, it's really shocking, like, it's, you know, like that, you can do this to anyone, like, and it's just like that, like, I, it's two weeks before Easter, and it's just like, I work, I'm a single mother, I'm on my own, it's just, it shouldn't be happening to
2: anyone, like. No, I mean, don't cut yourself up, you must feel as if it's your fault, it's not your fault at all, they had all, I mean, okay, so you gave out your bank details over the phone, like, let's make sure that mm. nobody does that, because that's not the right way to go but somebody has your pps number it's a dublin number they sound credible they know your kids names what what's going on here where do they get access to that information i have
13: no idea i literally don't i'm really
4: sure did you back did you
2: did you some time back ago actually send off some kind of form saying that you are entitled to something responding to something and giving your children's names some time ago or anything
13: it was only recently because I, I didn't get paid for my COVID payment when I was isolated with kids back in January. But so is there any evening. chance that you
2: made an application and it actually was to a scam artist? No, it's the social welfare
13: address.
2: You know, it's awful to happen to anybody, but to a single parent with two small children, you know, you
13: know,
2: you. No. no. You know, I can understand you're upset and I'm angry, you know.
13: Yeah, it's really, like, it's devastating as It's like, I work, I do everything that I'm meant to do. Like, I'm not one of these people like that. Do you know what like, I I give to people if they need help. Like, I'm, and this is just devastating. Now, this could happen to someone. It's just like, that's, I don't deserve this karma. Like, what did I do?
2: Nothing, nothing, no, nothing. You did nothing to deserve this. That you're a victim of a crime. That's what you are. You're a victim of a crime. Yeah. Will you will you manage? I mean, are you, will will you end up struggling because of this?
13: Hopefully not. Like a lot of people are kind of like reaching out, and like, like you know, like, like where I work, like a really helpful and um, obviously my family. Like, but like it's just like I don't have the money to repay back, and it's just like you know. Okay,
2: okay. Listen, um, please go to the bank. Yeah, I will. And explain, you know, everything that happened. And let's see if the bank can do anything. And sometimes banks also, even if they can't do anything, if you have the right bank or the right manager at the right time, they could make a compassionate payment into your account because you weren't responsible for the money being taken from your account. Yeah. All right. And, and listen, if, if if all of that fails, right, and you are yeah. short, will you come back and tell me how you get on with the bank? Because i make a promise to you now. Yeah. I, I, I promise you, I, I won't let you out of pocket on this. All right?
13: Thank
2: you so much. It's just like that thing, like I work through. It's I know too that. I understand that. I un- understand that. I understand that. If you need it, yeah. and you need more, and you need it, and you need help, I won't. I won't yeah. let you. I won't let you short. I promise you, I won't let you short. Thank you so much. I, hang on. Thank hang you. on a second. Just one second. I, 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 I may be beaten to it. Hang on a second. Mark. Yes. Thanks for calling. What, what's up, my man?
7: Um, tell that girl there, I'll refund her money there for her, no problem.
2: Are you serious?
7: Yeah, yeah, that's, I'll give her the thousand euro there, no
2: problem. That's That's another typical example of Cork generosity okay well listen tell me I'm going to say this Lisa this call wasn't about somebody ringing in to give you the money I know it wasn't I mean thank you
7: Neil at the the end of the day what matters to me there is the the fact that she has two young kids
2: those kids don't deserve that and nor does she as the mother trying to rear them exactly okay that's a superb offer it's so kind and generous so you don't have any worry now Lisa All right.
13: thank you so much I
7: really will I, I give back as much as I can thank I, I don't know. want anything back I'll just give you the thousand euro and that'll cover you because I know Easter's only down the road um, <laughs> and it'll it'll get you it'll get you back where you need to be
2: oh man I just love this county <laughs> I just love being in this county Lisa will you will you still go will you still go to the bank please
13: Oh, one hundred percent! Like I'm off tomorrow, and that's the first thing I'll be doing. All right. Like I'm and, off in a from ten to
2: Okay. I so I hope now you have a little bit more of a pep in your step and a little less worry, I thanks do. to thanks to Mark's generosity. All Thank right. You so much. Man. Yvonne has been on as well with three hundred euro plus another three hundred euro. <laughs> it's gone up to sixteen. Oh my god! I think there might be one or two extra big Easter eggs this year. <laughs> 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 okay. Thank you
13: so much.
2: I think your heart should be bursting with happiness and gladness yeah, because of I the am. generosity of court. Okay, listen. Go to the bank tomorrow, and if you have a result okay. for me before midday, will you come back to me asap? I will. I will. I
13: promise. Yeah.
2: Okay. I will. Smile. Thank you so Smile. Thanks,
13: Mark. <laughs> Thank no, you. No, your grand. Thank you so much.
2: Okay. Take Bye. care for that. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Mark. Yes, sir You're a gentleman that's all I can say oh,
3: I mean, look, oh, I'm not You're a gentleman
7: gen- you. Yeah. I mean at the end of the day there's two young kids there I and mean, no, I know she's a single mother but I mean you've two young kids no, no young kids
5: I,
2: I know, those, anything but you, like that. but you are you know picking up the phone a thousand euros a lot of money uh, Brian's been on the phone wondering would you let him go halves with the You 500 he 500 car people blow my mind I, I just burst with pride I really and truly do I just think there is no better place on planet earth where we live. Thank you so much, Mark. No problem. Cheers, pal. Back after the break, text 0868104106.
0: Calling Red FM Studio? Call the new number 0818104106. Alrighty, and by text to
2: 0868104106, the live band was a step too far uh, at the College Road area, but otherwise, I don't feel sorry for anyone who moved into a student area in the last 20 years, as they should have known what they were getting into when they moved in. I do feel sorry for the elderly that lived there before that, though. Neil, ask the question, was it an illegal gig? That's the question you should be asking. Well, I did answer that question earlier this morning. No law was broken. It wasn't prohibited. Prohibited. Uh, it wasn't illegal. Now, that doesn't make it right. Right. A huge thing about the students is they lack respect for anybody. They're getting worse and worse year in, year out and doing stuff because they're allowed to get away with everything. The laws and those in authority need to teach them a lesson or possibly give them a real hiding. That's charming talk, which is the only understanding these disrespectful animals understand, says Pat. <laughs> You can't be going around giving people a hiding. Well, unless you're at the Oscars, I suppose. Is it just UCC students or are there other students from MTU? Are the same issues happening near MTU? I don't know. Maybe MTU students also live and share around College Road. Your right-of-way passage, Neil... Banter is not good enough anymore. When this antisocial behaviour has gone on for years, and because it's UCC, it's all covered up. Why don't they play in the UCC grounds and see what would happen then? So that's a selection of text to oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. All other business I'll pick up in the morning. Thank you so much for everybody who got involved in the conversation earlier this morning. I read for you a letter that was sent to me, and we started the program on undue influence of an elderly parent. This can happen Paddy O'Brien happens says it happens quite a bit. we got the legal interpretation of it from uh, BDM Boylan um, sibling or an executor who's a sibling, a son or a daughter secretly transferring assets of fun or funds from a parent's bank account without the knowledge of the rest of the family members so i didn 't read it out in its entirety because it was quite a long story, but caused a, suffice to say it's caused a split in the family. That's an understatement. The pain, the hurt, the frustration, the anxiety in the knowledge that this person would abuse your loving parent, steal from brothers and sisters and deny the children their inheritance passed on to them. I would advise family openness and transparency in all wills. And the letter writer, which is either a son or a daughter, says, at the demise of the first parent, every, every child should request a co- and keep a copy of the will. Do not expect the executor to be transparent and give all contents, but it is your right to know. Never be afraid to ask questions. Be aware of family members suddenly appearing, helping, visit, going visiting to the solicitor with a parent. Remember, your parent could be suffering from slight or full Alzheimer's or dementia, sudden haphazard comments regarding changes. It could be an indicator somebody else has brought the subject up or is interfering in a will. Do not be afraid to ask if you have suspicions or signs appear that don't make sense. Be on your guard. It can happen more commonly than you know. It happened to us. So one is, um, you know, when the will gets opened and you find, oh my God, one person's got everything and you didn't see that coming. The other is, of course, that after both parents die, you, ex- you end up finding out that a son or a daughter has literally drained the bank accounts. Um, so, I'll come back to that if you have stories to share. Maybe it happened to you. Email neil at redfm.ie. Um, can I just say, and I mentioned earlier this morning, that uh, Bruce Willis has retired from acting after being di- diagnosed with a brain disorder called aphasia. And his family announced yesterday that as a result of this, and much consideration, Bruce is stepping away From the career that has meant so much to him. Uh, It's a condition that affects a person's ability to speak, write, and understand language, both verbal and written. That's why he has decided, or they have decided with him, that he will no longer act or have anything to do with a profession in which he brought us so much pleasure down through the years. And here's a selection Um, one is from Die Hard.
0: You are most troublesome
6: for a
2: security guard.
0: Sorry, Hans, wrong guess. Would you like to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really change? Who are you then? Just a fly in the ointment, Hans. The monkey in the wrench.
12: Mr. Mister Guest. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Unless you want to open the front door for me. No, I'm afraid not. But you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne. Rambo. Marshall Dillon.
0: I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy?
2: yippee ki Obviously, yippee ki is yes, followed by something that I just can't broadcast. Um, for me, it would have been The Sixth Sense, which I thought was one of the most incredible films I've ever seen. And I've seen it many times. If you haven't, please do yourself a favor. Uh, And watch The Sixth Sense at least once. But I think his greatest film, and for me, I think it'll always be in my top three, has got to be Pulp Fiction. It's just the tiniest little clip.
4: Whose motorcycle is this?
2: It's
0: a chopper, baby.
13: Whose chopper is this? Zed's. Who's Zed?
0: Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Oh,
2: God, what a line. He's just too cool for school, Bruce Willis. Sad news this morning. I'm going to love you and leave you with our Red FM first dance. If you're engaged and you're involved, then you'll know what all this is about. This is a 15,000 euro prize. Okay, not going to explain it anymore. Did it already this
0: morning. You're expecting it. If this is your Red FM first dance song, call us to be one step closer to winning the ultimate 15K Wedding prize on 0818 104 106 When your
2: legs don't work like they used to before,
0: and we
4: found
9: love right where
2: we are. Ed Sheeran's coming to town. Jade, good morning.
9: Hi, Neil. How are you? Oh my
2: God! Tell me about you. Tell me about your <laughs> mum, Magella. Okay. Tell me about the guy you're marrying, Colin
13: yeah so I say I have half a cork entered into this competition for us so (laughs) Um, Thinking Out Loud was the song that my mum picked for us Um, and to enter on our behalf and I was just standing in my kitchen and I started playing so I was like ah that's it (laughs) so have you your mum to thank for this I do I do so my mum is Magella.
2: You're one step close. You haven't won it yet, but you're you're kind of up the ladder a bit, closer to 15,000 euros. So when's the big day for yourself oh. and Colin? <laughs>
1: um,
13: so it's November the 17th this year. All
2: right. Oh, my God. Yeah, and Excited.
13: My partner is Colin.
2: And where's the big day going to happen?
13: It's
7: in Vienna Woods.
2: All excited then. Give your mum a yeah, big hug. Yeah. You're one step closer to a 15,000 euro prize. Five grand okay. for Colin, actually, to get suited and booted in best menswear. <laughs> if you win, you'll get five grand for Cinderella's Closet for a wedding dress. And then yes. both of you will have five grand to spend on the jewellery of your dreams at Michelle the Jewellers. All right?
4: Brilliant.
13: Brilliant. Fingers crossed. I have my, um, I have my dress picked out in Cinderella's Closet yeah.
2: already, so it's... This is this pretty perfect? Handy. Oh, well, <laughs> listen, fingers crossed, you're almost there. You're welcome. Free, Cheers. So well done to you, to your Mum Magella, and well done to Colin. She's in to the next round. Uh, have yourselves a good day, guys. will so stay open on O eight one eight one oh four one oh six by phone, email Neil at redfm.ie, and text join the conversation by text. O eight six eight one oh four one oh six. I'll see you tomorrow.